Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I've thought of a way to make this very simple so you will understand. Would you please give me a spotlight? Do you get what I'm saying now? This is not about you. This is about me being in the spotlight where I deserve to be. Hello, welcome everyone to the spotlight here on Fightful. I am Jeremy Lambert, joined as always by Steven Jensen. And shout out as always to Big Dick Dave Batista for that special intro that he recorded specifically for us. Jensen, how you doing on this Thursday morning? Doing good, doing good. Hoodie weather now here in Atlanta, which is very nice. Getting a little bit cooler outside, which is, uh, this is kind of like my favorite time of the year when like the NFL season's ramping up and weather gets a little bit cooler out, so... Um, I'm happy, excited to be out in Ohio this weekend. No, don't lie. No one's excited to be in Ohio. I was no always one. excited to be at the wedding, man. I, just, I get to finally meet a lot of y'all in person, like who I haven't actually met, but I've known for a long time. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Uh, I hate flying, but I'm going to see my doctor today to get my medicine so I can fly. And, uh, yeah, yeah, man. Big weekend coming up for you. How are you feeling? Yes. I'm fine. I don't, what's happening this weekend? It's, uh, bound mm-hmm. for glory. Exciting stuff. I know. Uh, it's no, no, it's victory. victory, victory road road. I don't know what this Victory road already happened. Yeah. No, I'm out, yeah. Of it. I'm yeah. out of it. New Japan Royal Quest is this weekend. Oh, uh, okay. That one I nailed. <laughs> I feel like y'all strategically chose a weekend that there like wasn't any big wrestling oh 100 percent. yeah i figured that was like actually part of the strategy because it's like i know a lot of like wrestling media is going to be there and we all would have been like sitting there the vikings actually play uh sunday morning because there's a london yeah. game which is nice so i'm going to watch it from the airbnb i don't, I don't even know what time your wedding's at like that day but Neither I'll be there. I. I'm just <laughs> show up. Hopefully, hopefully be there. Uh, yeah, Joel Pearl says a giant wrestling story will break. Right. I mean, the the three, in my opinion, the three top news people, myself, Andrew Thompson, and Sean Ross Sapp, are all going to be at one location. So if something breaks, yeah, th- no one's going to be around to cover it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Good stuff. Uh, it's uh, I'm I'm 
I'm ready. I've, I've been ready for it. I'm not stressed or anything. I'm more stressed just getting there. And then after that, it, it'll be fine. Like once I'm there, I'm there. It's just getting there is, is the, the part where I'm like, oh, gosh, I just wanted to be here already, you know? Right. I totally get you. That's where I'm at. Uh, some housekeeping before we jump into things. We have Greg Cherry in the Creator Spotlight later on in the show around 11 o'clock. Uh, he talks about being a wrestling trivia savant. Yeah. I even tested him when it came to the, some Royal Rumble numbers, and he completely smoked that. So Greg Cherry is going to be there. We try to get him on Quizzlemania. We try to get him to cut promos on uh, Sean Ross Sapp and, and Will Washington, those cowards. So stay tuned to, to listen to, to Greg Cherry um, in the, the creator spotlight next week. I don't know what the status of the show is next week. Uh, I technically have the week off, but I'm also very strange and I like doing this show and I like working and there's a good chance where I'm like come Tuesday and like Jensen, you want to do the show on Thursday and we end up doing the show next week. So right now I'm going to say a, I won't be on the show next week. I don't know if Jensen might have other plans, but that, that's what I'm going to say right now, just to cover my bases. And there's a also a kind of a strong possibility that I show up next week and we're, we're good to go. Yeah, we'll get that figured out um, for next Thursday. Also, same kind of deal for the weekender. Like, I plan on doing the show next week. It's just a matter of what the show will be and when I'll report it, because I am taking Monday off as well to, like, just hang out at the Airbnb the day after your wedding. So... I'll probably record something that You're going to Chuck E. Cheese on Monday. Oh, are you? You're coming. Oh, I'm coming too? Okay, yeah. let's do it. I'm down. Um, That's going to be our <laughs> Monday. We're going to Chuck E. Cheese. Hell yeah, I'm down. So um, so I was saying, like, I know, like, you know, me, SP3, and Cass have an Airbnb together. And I was like, we'll probably just record some bullshit on, like, one of those nights. Just, like, I'll just record some stuff. And I'll just you put guys, it out uh, as a weekender. You guys aren't going to be at the wedding. You guys are going to be in jail on Sunday. You, SP3, don't put that out Cass, don't put that out in the world. Same place. Want... Yeah, I don't. Cass want that. is a he's a menace out there. He, I don't, <laughs> never know what to expect with him. He's bumped again this week. By the way, we yep. we decided to go with Greg Cherry instead of yeah. Cass. Uh, just I don't really want him on the show, if I'm being honest. And yeah, we've bumped Cass every week for like it's been a little over a month now. So, um... well, he deserves it. He's, he's not going to be on this show ever if I have my way. Right. Yeah, that'll be fun this weekend. <laughs> uh, very. I'm worried about you guys more than I'm worried about myself, in all honesty. Dude, we're staying like, I, I, I Google Maps it. It's like, the Airbnb is like a five-minute drive to your wedding venue. I mean, it's like yeah. right there. So that's Well, it's about perfect. a four-minute drive to where I live. So, yes, you guys are very close because the venue perfect. is very close to, to where uh i live so yeah it's uh oh boy it's gonna be something this week this show honestly you know what there might be there might not be a show next week because nobody exists from fightful after after this weekend i don't know that's what's possible yeah, that's it's possible gonna be, it's gonna be something let's get into the wrestling talk everybody you want to be a professional wrestler or do you want to be a wwe superstar <laughs> WWE superstar sounds a whole lot better than made than being a professional wrestler <laughs> Jensen, Sami Zayn is a professional wrestler, but fuck if he isn't a tremendous WWE superstar as well. This honorary Oos segment on Friday. So I knew I read the Fightful Select Report. I I was covering SmackDown, and I, I always 
I always want the scoop so I can pre-write the story. That's not, that's a bit on Twitter, but it's also true of like, I like pre-writing the story. I like being prepared. So I knew that there was going to be Sami Zayn inducted as like an honorary ooze, that being official, and he was going to get a t-shirt. I knew this was coming because it was on select. It was a part of Sean's rundown. And yet when I watched the show and I saw the way Roman Reigns was treating him and the way Jey Uso was popping and everything, I was like, really going to kick this man out. Like they, they, they don't like this man after all Sammy has done for him. They don't, they're going to kick him out like this. The performances were so good here. And then when the swerve happened and he got the shirt and Jey Uso is extremely upset about it and he hugs Roman and everything. Oh, it was, even though I knew it was coming, I bid on everything. I popped for everything. Just great, 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 great stuff by the Bloodline and Sami Zayn. I agree, and and I actually watched that live as it was happening too. Like I, I, I kind of, I mean, it's pretty rare that I watch like Raw or SmackDown live right now. Although I did watch um, about half of Raw live on Monday, and I really enjoyed what I saw. Like I think that they're making really good changes in the WWE. Um, I have to give them credit where it's due. <laughs> um, yeah, I love the beginning of SmackDown. I, I can't remember even why I tuned in. Like, I don't, uh, they were teasing the, that was like a big tease for the White Rabbit, right? And then yeah. it was like, then it just like, they, they, I know now it's, it's continuing to build and they're still putting out teasers, but I'm pretty sure I tuned in because like that was the big thing. And I was like, you know what? I've got to be on here at 9 23 anyway. I'll just, I'll just watch the beginning of the show. I really enjoyed it, man. Like, that was some top tier pro wrestling stuff, in my opinion. Like, as far as, I, I love I love the swerve. I didn't know any of that ahead of time either. Like I didn't know about like the t-shirt like being made and stuff. So like I wasn't in the same boat as you as far as like knowing what was going on. I I was afraid that they were kicking him out of the group right away. Like right after I was like really getting into what they were doing. And I know I joked about it last week and stuff about the whole comparison of like him being like the Rob Schneider character and surf ninjas and all that stuff, which I do think is accurate and I do think is funny, but Here's the thing: Surf Ninjas is a great movie. I'm not saying oh, that yeah. these are bad things that they're doing this. Like, I think it's a, I think it's an entertaining storyline. Um, as a matter of fact, I think Sami Zayn and the Bloodline is probably, for me, it's probably one of the most interesting and entertaining stories just in in wrestling in general. Um, if you don't count like all like the backstage, like backstage types of, you're talking just strictly what you see on the screen on a wrestling show. I think Sami Zayn and the Bloodline is is as entertaining as anything else they got going on in any company. Um, and I love the dynamic between Sammy, all the other members of the bloodline, and then Jay, like you were saying, like, like when they give him the shirt, well, first, Jay I mean, hates this man. It's they so funny. Him. It's so funny because they, Jay's they like, acting like a little bitch out here. Well, I mean, he's also the one that, you know, literally tore the bloodline shirt off of Sammy. Like he was he was waiting for that opportunity to do that. Like he was yelling, take the shirt off, you know, and like he was I, so I, hype. He was yeah. so hype when Roman said, take the shirt off. He's like, take it off. Listen to him. Oops, take it off. Yeah, take it off. And then so he rips his shirt off. And then I I loved when Sammy, like the reveal where he looks at the shirt, he turns the shirt around, the crowd goes crazy. He puts it on, and then like he has like that handshake with Jimmy Uso, where they're like oh, hitting elbows so and good. going back and forth. It's I was so like, "Oh my good. god!" And Jay's just looking at him with like a side eye, like, like <laughs> "What is happening? 
you know what I mean? And like, and like solos, like, like into it. And, and Rowan gives him that big hug. And you're just like, you know, eventually they're going to ruin this dude's life. Like it's inevitable. But like, I, I think this is a really, really good example of something that was probably meant to be a very short-term thing or just like, you know, a one-off or just kind of an, a wild idea that somebody had that clicked and is working and is over. So just go with it. Like just, just I would they need to run with the Sami Zayn thing for a while. Um, I, I yeah, I can't really say anything more than that. Like I, I'm I'm thoroughly entertained, and all, and on top of it, I'll also add that it's adding the the credibility of Sami Zayn immediately on the show too. Because on Monday when he had that match with AJ Styles, the match was great. Like you you got what you would expect out of two guys that are at like the highest level, like they are. And yes, there was still like kind of the screwy finish with Solo hitting the uh, the Uranagi on the apron to help Sammy win. But it made sense storyline-wise. Like, Solo's actually helping Sammy. Sammy's getting big wins over big opponents right now. Like, so, it, and he also isn't giving up. Like, he was in a calf crusher, and they were like, he isn't going to tap out because he doesn't want to embarrass the tribal chief. Like, there, I, I really like all the layers to this. So, it, it actually is helping Sammy. It is helping the bloodline, and it's entertaining. So, like, I, I'm all for what they're doing with this. I, I think it's great. It's the best thing on WWE television right now. And they, they popped a big rating on, on Fridays, like 2.5 million viewers. And I do think a lot of that was the white rabbit stuff and people tuning in and being very interested in that. But the good news is if they tuned in for that and they saw this segment, you would hope that, okay, now people are going to come back for this because this it's been universally praised by everybody as it should be. Cause yeah. I all the performances were fantastic. You mentioned the handshake with uh, him and Jimmy. I love that because I, I went back and I, I rewatched like so, just pretty much the entire build to this from when Sammy was first trying to, you know, he wanted to prove himself as a locker room leader and he felt disrespected and he wanted to go to Roman to, to get that, to, to get the acceptance and everything and to get everybody in line and just the, the build to everything and how the relationship has, has gone up. And you see the early stages when he does the handshake with Jimmy and it didn't quite click it at first. Sammy's very awkward with it. Jimmy's like, ah, I don't know about all this, but then you see it now. And it's like, it's completely on point with everything. Just watch the build of the handshake. That tells the whole story right there. Uh, I love the handshake they have. Jay has been so good as the person who just can't stand him. Doesn't trust him. Doesn't like it. When they turn on Sammy, I assume they will at some point. When they do, this man is going to be the absolute biggest baby face in the company. Big Mick Foley vibes of the guy who maybe shouldn't be in this position, but is is always kind of been presented as lower than everybody else, but can just do a variety of things, works well with everybody, and can just he can elevate himself while being elevated with others and elevate others in this spot. Sort of like Look, Mick Foley was never on the level of The Rock in Austin, right? But when he won the title, one of the <laughs> biggest pops in, yeah. in wrestling history. I ain't saying Sammy is going to to win the title. I wouldn't mind it, but he is in that position of when he becomes this baby face, it's going to be just a tremendous spot. When he costs Roman something, when he takes out the Usos, whatever it might be to when he gets his revenge after getting turned on by them, gonna be such 
just a huge, huge pop, and it's going to be great television. I can't wait for that. But until we get there, I don't want it anytime soon, mind you. Right. Because the stuff they're doing right now is so good. And it really has breathed new life into the Bloodline stuff because it was getting repetitive there for a while. Like I, the, the Lesnar stuff felt very repetitive. Uh, last year was just kind of a drag with a lot of stuff. It's like, okay, we know you're you're winning everything like it's fine we get it but since it sammy has come along after wrestlemania whole new life into this entire angle so yeah credit to to sammy and really everybody everybody's had great performances throughout solo adds a new layer sammy using him as protection and i love that their solo beat up ricochet and, and madcap sammy's like yeah i was about to do that but you know <laughs> bloodline well, fuck with us like that. Once again, Surf Ninjas. It's like it's like Rob Schneider thinking he's like getting like he's like the reason that all this stuff around him is happening. When like we got or even like uh almost similar to like Beverly Hills Ninja, where like you know Chris Farley's out there, but, like his brother is actually following behind him the entire time, like actually <laughs> actually doing all the work, and like he's right. so oblivious that like he thinks it's all him, you know. Um, Sammy got that shot in on Ricochet. Ricochet, when he, I'm sure you've seen seen the gif where he, he throws himself into the, the garage door after Solo's already released him. That was all Sammy. That was Sammy mind controlling right there. He was, he was going to do it himself, and then he just, he willed it. He willed Ricochet into that garage door. There you go. Yeah, and and you know I like the McFoley comparison too. Um, and you're you're right about that also. Back, you know, people might not know that, or maybe are newer fans or a little bit younger. But like back in the Attitude Era, like the late '90s, early 2000s, it really, I mean, it was it was Stone Cold Steve Austin. We're, we're talking WWF. It was Stone Cold Steve Austin. The Rock was like right there, and then the next tier down, like. The first guy I think about is McFoley, like yeah. from that era. I mean, you have your Triple H's and Undertakers and stuff like that, but like, I, I honestly think McFoley was like that next guy, popularity wise, at least for like a point in time. And uh, and the other thing that I think is a good comparison between McFoley and Sami Zayn is they both look like they neither looks like the the kind of prototypical pro wrestler, right? Like McFoley looked, looked like a, just a common dude who was just so tough like that he could homeless man. Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he was just, his toughness got him through and made him believable. Um, and Sami Zayn just looks like a regular dude is like, hair's all crazy. And like, he does not and like, I mean, he wrestles in like a full like t-shirt and everything, you know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't matter though. Like I, I like uniqueness. I talk about that all the time. Uh, I, if you can do something different, I'm for it. And right now, Sami Zayn's doing something different. And I, I really like it. I think the bloodline, like you said, it works out so good for solo also because he's kind of the the odd man out with not having a title and that whole thing was weird the whole north american title so, thing and having to give it away so again stupid. that was but but like because he's the one without a title belt it gives him like something to do where like he is kind of, he's the guy watching over Sami Zayn when the rest of the bloodline isn't around um so no i i think you're i think you're right about all that stuff and uh I like the uh, the evolution of the handshake too. That that definitely needed to be pointed out. Like, and and Jimmy is like the real wild card in all this. Is like because he just he hates Sammy, and, and eventually it's going to be that all of them were in on the joke, or maybe there's some sort of split amongst the bloodline at some point. I don't know where they're going to go with this. I'd imagine they're all eventually going to turn on on Sammy, and it will be 
the big baby face run that we're talking about. But once again, I just like you, I hope they don't make any kind of changes anytime soon because I think they have a lot of there's a lot of meat on the bone right now for them to 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 do like a, a you know a legitimate story with Sami Zayn being involved in this. We got war games coming up at Survivor Series, and it's certainly setting up to where Bloodline is going to be part of this. I would I would imagine anyway. I guess you can do Edge's team against Judgment Day if you want to try to stretch that out for another two months. I hope not, but it de- it feels like Bloodline's going to be part of the war games. And I, I don't think you should turn on Sammy there. I think that might be where you add. That's either where you can like elevate Sammy with this as he like gets the victory in the match, or that's where you can start planting the seeds of Sammy's not officially bloodline or, or Sammy's less than because he takes the fall or like loses that match for them. That that's very early thinking that, you know, survivor series is in November. It's still like two months away. So they, they have a long ways to go to get there, but that that's where my, my brain is going when it comes to bloodline being in survivor series is I think that's going to be a very big spot for Sammy and how long they might stretch this out or if they might truncate it a little bit. And it's still at least another two months, but just how quickly they're, they're willing to to give Sammy as far as being in the bloodline or if they're going to kind of get the ball rolling on the turn. Right. No, I'm with you. I don't know when they're going to start doing that, but I do think it would make sense for that to keep running like through, uh, through war games. I, I with you, I'm with you there. I'd imagine the bloodline will be part of that. And I feel like, I mean, they're kind of building a judgment day and whatever, like their adversaries will be like AJ Styles and like a, like a group of and AJ Styles and edge probably. And like someone else, some other people, I don't know. I'm still not huge on the Judgment Day thing, but I I, I respect that they're like trying with it. But I don't need Dominic um, Mysterio in War Games. That's for sure. Right, for sure. Well, that's the thing too. It makes it weird because like, well, I shouldn't say weird, but like for WWE, unusual if like Rhea Ripley would would be involved, um, and they make it like intergender. I'm I would I'd be fine personally. Like I personally be fine with it. You know what I mean? But I'm just saying like I just don't see the WWE doing it. Um, but like I like I. I mean, Rhea is like way more believable than Dominic in that match. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, yeah, it'd be much better if she's in it than if right. uh, Dominic's in it. Like, I'd, I'd be <clears throat> much more interested. In I have no interest in seeing Dominic Mysterio do anything. Um, yeah, Sami Zayn, great bloodline, great. Looking forward to seeing more of, of where this goes. And looks like it's going at least until Survivor Series. War Games, I think, will be very telling. Uh, assuming Bloodline is part of that, it'll be very telling as far as what they're going to do with uh, Sammy and Bloodline moving forward. But fuck that segment on Friday. I assume everybody's seen it at this yeah, point. If you it. haven't, what are you waiting for? Go watch it. Just great performances all around. Jensen, my WWE spotlight this week is Candice LeRae returning. Kind of knew it was coming uh, once Johnny Gargano was back in the mix a month ago. We didn't know when Candice would be back, but we all figured, okay, well, she's coming back to WWE if uh, if uh, Gargano is here, her husband is here. So she is back. Uh, she defeated Nikki Ash, Nikki A-S-H, whatever you want to call her. It, it seems like that might get dropped. But she defeated her on Monday Night's Raw, and then she, she was backstage with Asuka, Alexa, Bianca, confronted by damage control. She's going to face Dakota next week, Candice is. And speaking of war games... Seems like this is going to be a setup for war games here with damage control against the baby faces. I don't know if damage control adds 
two women, if it's going to be five on five, or if they're only going to need to add one, I have my theories on a lot of this, but, and if then um, Bianca's group is going to need an extra, if Becky is possibly healthy by survivor series. So a lot of things they could possibly do here, but overall, what'd you think of Candice LeRae's return being back and then where they could possibly go with this? Um, I mean, it's great to see her back and she, she looks phenomenal. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, she, she looks like she's in awesome shape and I like the kind of like all purple kind of look she had with like her hair and the gear and everything. Um, I don't know if this was just me. It seemed like the crowd didn't really pop. Like I kind of expected them to, I don't know if she wasn't great on Monday. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I'm, I'm not saying like for her specifically, you know what I mean? I'm just, I just noticed like it was a big return and I just kind of, Especially, I mean, it's 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 apples to oranges, but like Paige debuting in AEW was like a massive pop. You know what I mean? And it was like, damn, I wish Candice would have got a little bit more than that personally. But she looked really good in the match. Um, and I like that swinging neck breaker off the second rope she does. Um, I mean, it's good to have her back. I like you said, I I, I saw it coming, and it makes sense that she'd be back in WWE. Um, especially with Triple H in charge, and we've talked plenty about that. Like, I'm sure she feels like she has a really bright future there and so does Gargano. So, I mean, it's good to see Candace back. She's a super high level wrestler. She adds a lot to the, uh, the women's divisions um, amongst WWE's main roster. And, uh, and also you touched on it too, but like that Nikki ASH gimmick is ASS. Like they got to get rid of, they, they should have got rid of that way long ago. Like that, that is a dumb gimmick. Um, and it looks like they're done with that. So that's good. Because um, Nikki's a solid performer as well. I just think it's a, it, it was a, it was a gimmick that, that was going to pigeonhole her bad. And it did. Um, so, um, so yeah, I think they advanced a few things here. Get, get Nikki ASH out of that gimmick. Uh, get Candice LeRae involved. And I, and I agree with you. I do think this is leading to war games. Like the women's war game match, I think will be damage control versus some sort of combination of, of Candice LeRae and friends. So. I, I think it'll be my my guess, very early guess, is Becky will be back by the time Survivor Series rolls around. Maybe you can limit her in the match. Becky probably won't want to limit things, but I think she'll be back by then. And then Sasha and Naomi as part of damage control. I know people are freaking out with Sasha. Oh, she changed her Twitter handle. She's Mercedes now. She's no longer Sasha Banks. WWE. I still think that's where she she's coming back. It's in Boston. Survivor Series is that's her hometown. She still has WWE in her bio, so you know and she has Star Wars in her bio, and she's adamant that she's not part of Star Wars. Everyone's like, oh, she's not part of Star Wars, but she was in Star Wars. I do think she's going to be part of Star Wars. I do think she's going to be back at WWE by survivor series and i think she's going to be part of this war games that's my early guess on this just like it's my early guess with bloodline and Sami Zayn. i think that's a good call i think i think it's very very possible once again great to see candace back like you know she was a, uh, it was she was definitely um it was definitely on my mind and on the mind of a lot of fans for a while as to where she was gonna eventually return and WWE made the most sense and i'm glad to see i'm glad to see where she is um and I, I expect them to push her, you know, that's what it looks like is going to happen. So, um, so yeah, this, this was all good. It, once again, it, it advanced the, the Nikki stuff to hopefully something different from her and also uh, established uh, Candice LeRae immediately as like someone who matters on the show. 
And I hope they continue to make Candice mattering because she was up and down a little bit in NXT, but the matches with EO, when like when she got to go, people remembered how good Candice LeRae is. And you know, then she did the, the stuff with the way and the comedy with Gargano, which was great. And that showed she can do like the, the performance side of everything. But when she got to go in the ring, and it was limited, but when when she got there, like she she always she's always been a tremendous in ring performer. So hopefully they continue to to let that showcase. I hope Dakota and her get a lot of time on Monday because I think that could be just an excellent match if if they give them a good like twelve minutes. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm not logged in right now. Can you pull up Money Marks chat real quick at the bottom? Yes. Where does Charlotte fit in? Oh, where does Charlotte um, fit in? Whatever then, she then, wants. She's the queen. Say, Hashtag pile, pile down. Right, exactly. Good, good follow-up by pile driver finisher. Says Charlotte will always find a place. She'll always find a place right at the top. Like Charlotte is not Charlotte. Right. Nothing's happening with Charlotte. If, when, when Charlotte's back, she's going to be. She'll be one of the champions pretty much immediately. I, I have no, I have no uh, concern about Charlotte's future in the WWE whatsoever. No matter how many great women they bring in, Charlotte's always going to be up there as, uh, as like the champion or, or one of the challengers for the title. She'll always, she'll always have a big spot on the show, which I'm great with because I'm, I am a big fan of the Queen Charlotte player. So, Charlotte biding her time. She'll be back. Uh, she'll be back for rumble season after Monday night football is over that first Monday after football, Charlotte's going to return, take all the credit for popping that Raiden, the old, the old Hogan theory, the old Hogan move there. Charlotte's brilliant at this shit. She'll be fine. It's all yes. good with Charlotte. Uh, Kate leaves a super chat and just says happy wedding week. Just love for the fellas. Yeah. Steven Jensen and I are getting married this weekend. It's going to be yes. great. Um, <laughs> Let's move on to, to the AEW spotlight, Stephen Jensen. Uh, over a million fans uh, and a great number in the demo tuned in. And it was a great show, and I think it's been a run of great shows. Last night, AEW Dynamite, we had – so my spotlight for this week is the MJF and Wheeler Yuta segment. Mm-hmm. Um, Wheeler Yuta just came out. He started going off. I'm like, he called out MJF. He said, let's fucking fight here in Philly. He's like, I know MJF's not going to fight me. He's scared. He's going to come out here. He's going to talk. He's going to say, I have no charisma. He's going to run down Philly sports teams. And he's just going to run and hide. And MJF came out and he said, Willow Yuta has no charisma. He ran down the Philly sports teams. Then he hid behind the gun club. A lot of mixed reviews on on this segment uh, people were kind of down on wheeler yuda's performance because his voice was cracking and everything like ah the wheeler yuda can't cut a promo a hot take wheeler yuda ate up mjf in this segment i thought he outperformed mjf in this segment what do you think of this jensen i like that observation um <clears throat> you know i i got to see these two guys wrestle Back in, I think it was 2018, in a, a show called Dojo Pro that aired on Amazon Prime. And it, it I don't know where it is currently, but I talked about shout it. Shout on- out real quickly. Shout out to Larry Zonka, who RIP Larry Zonka. I swear, apparently you, like you and Larry Zonka were the only people that ever watched this show. Because I remember him reviewing this because he reviewed everything. So the go- yeah Dojo Pro. Oh, I was there live at Dojo Pro. Yeah, like so there was there 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 was maybe twenty people in the building for this thing. I mean, it was like a three day thing, and you had to get invited to it. Um, but it was because it was like this TV setup thing. It, it, it was it was wild. Like anyway, I got invited to this thing. I mean, I'll let let me just just to 
give you all an example. I did this on Tuesday with Doug also, but just I was gonna. So this this one's again. This is 2018, I believe, because that's the copyright on the website. But these are the just really quickly. Th this was the tournament for Dojo Pro. These are the names, and think about where all these people are now. Okay, so we had Carrie Awful who doesn't wrestle as often now, but trains a lot of wrestlers out of like the Southeast. Kevin Koo, one half of the top independent wrestling tag team bounces forever. Gunnar Miller, who was a guy who like got big in the Southeast, but kind of dropped off the scene. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, you have Wheeler Yuta, um, Corey Hollis, who had a Ring of Honor run. He was Hangman's uh, tag team partner back in the day. Joe Janela, Brandon Cutler. This was before Brandon was like the stooge. He was like kind of trying to get back into wrestling. James Storm, Ricky Starks, Aaron Solo, MJF, Swerve, and Jeff Cobb. Like this was this tournament I saw in front of like 20 people. And most of those people now are either on mainstream TV or like the top names like you know, on the indies and stuff. So it was, so it's, it's cool. Cause I got to see MJF wrestle like a lot of these guys before MJF like himself really blew up. And, and when, so when he references it on TV, I, I love it. Cause like he was talking about his history with Wheeler. He's like, I've wrestled this guy. And I'm like, I was there for some of that. Like that's, I remember this. And, and it's wild to see just how much better both guys have gotten and just how much more popular both guys have gotten and here's the thing. I think Wheeler Yuta, he, he could he could do some work on his promo skills, in my opinion, his delivery. But I believe what he's saying. Like, he's a believable yeah. guy. He's very authentic. And he works his ass off. Like, he's a guy who had to work really hard for a long time to get to the spot that he's in. Like, really had to, like, rise, like, through the indies and put on. It, his rise wasn't, like, from, like, doing anything flashy. His rise was from having, like, hour-long technical masterpiece matches you know what i mean like it was like he put in such hard work all over the place um and mjf rose through the scene very quickly like because once again when i started seeing him live he was out there calling himself like the best like two-year veteran in wrestling back then and now he's like you know i don't know how many years he's in now he's like 26 but um it's uh it's just it's just awesome seeing the the, the progression of these two guys and how how their careers are are linked in meeting once again here. And it all makes sense. Like you have Wheeler Yuta, former Ring of Honor Pure Champion, part of the uh, Blackpool Combat Club, all the credibility that he's built since coming to AEW. You have MJF, the Dynamite Diamond Ring, the multi-time winner of that, the current number one contender for the, the title, having that, that poker chip and everything. And it's a match that feels like it actually really matters. And more importantly, I think it's the match where 
because this is going to happen in Cincinnati next week, right? Where the world title match is. No, um, no, no. Uh, th- this match is happening in in DC on the anniversary show. Oh, DC on the anniversary show, right? And then they're doing they're doing mocks and uh, in Hangman in Cincinnati, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that like this this feud with Wheeler Yuta and MJF is gonna be something good that MJ like so MJF can get like a good win while he's waiting and then I think he's gonna win the world title from Moxley in Cincinnati. Um, yeah, that, so. that that's what I I called as well last week uh, saying yeah. that yeah, after Hangman and Mox like you want to get heat on MJF who got a huge pop when his music hit by the way like they were kind of booing Yuta um, and when MJF's music hit like he got a big pop out of that, but you want to get heat on MJF and like really reestablish that because right now the fans are still cheering for him when his music hits, you want those boos to return. You have them beat Moxley in Cincinnati. That's yeah. how you get heat back on this man. Cause he's still clearly a heel. Like he's not a baby face at all. He's still very much a heel. For sure. I, I, I really liked um, last night when MJF was like up in the, up in like the box watching the match and Wheeler just like popped up behind him. And I was like, he looks pissed. Like this is, this is a good look for Wheeler. Like he, he need he needs something like this, in my opinion. Like he still has this, obviously the on the potential alone. I mean, he has such a massively bright future. But I also don't want to see him get lost in the mix because I really compare him to guys like Daniel Garcia and Lee Moriarty and stuff. Like the guys who are like that that up and coming new breed of like just really great technical wrestlers. And uh, we're seeing what's happening with Garcia right now. He's getting a big push, which is awesome. And I want to see Wheeler kind of in that on that same kind of trajectory. Um, and something with MJF like this it helps him a lot. Once again, I expect MJF to win the match, you know, at the end of the day. But if Wheeler can just make it good, um, which it will be, it will I'm, be. I'm I'm all I'm all for it. And this is also something that, that's something that could have been kind of handpicked too. Like I wouldn't be surprised if if Tony went to MJF and was like, hey. Who would you like if you could pick kind of anyone? We got to do something kind of short term before you win the title. I wouldn't be surprised if MJF was like Wheeler Yuta because like they know it will be good and they have the history, you know. I thought MJF's promo last night was mid to use an MJF, right? Term, but apparently yeah, he big. coined. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't I've never heard anyone say that ever before him. <laughs> I was not. I was not a fan of of his material. I just Yuta eight miled him. By the way, he's like he's gonna come out here, say no charisma, run down Philly. Like that's exactly what MJF did. And I tweeted that like, oh, the biggest flaw Wheeler Yuta has is he's from Philly, and that confused MJF. And people were like, oh, well, like let's be nice about Philly. Like they didn't understand it. My point on this was MJF's promos rely a lot on kind of low hanging fruit and biting at personal stuff like history family whatever it might be like you know all these wrestlers got a past and everything and he's able to to jab at punk with this history of like quitting he's able to jab at moxley with the alcohol he's able to jab at brian pillman jr with with his family and whatnot like this is a lot of like mjf promo material and he's good at it but when you just have a guy who all right he's just not known for his talking and He's from Philly. MJF just didn't have anything that really bit at him. And again, because Yuta called him out on that before MJF even got out there, that took some sting out of MJF's words as well. So MJF's words were just basically like, I'm going to say what you already told all these people 
I was going to say, yeah, Pile Driver Finisher mentions Darby. Same thing. Like, you can, there's a lot, there's history and there's personal stuff to, to take jabs at there. If, you know, he said, he called him out and he's, MJF just said everything that Wheeler Yuta said he was going to say. And then he talked about the usual, like, oh, I'm going to win the title. I'm going to cash in here, blah, blah, blah. Like, I didn't think MJF's promo was, was all that good, honestly. Like, Yuta, I understand why people may have had a problem with, with Yuta's promo because it's not your typical, it wasn't very polished. You could tell he just came out there and he just kind of spoke from the heart and he was just amped up. But I thought, I understand the delivery pro problems, his voice cracking and whatnot. But you got to put these guys out there in these situations. Like if you want them to get yes. better, you can't have just like a lot of rehearsed stuff and, and just kind of kid gloves them the, the entire time. Like that's how Garcia it eventually worked with him. Now Garcia did have Jericho by his side for a lot of that. And Jericho is going to coach him up and teach him and everything. And you has been out there like, last night. He was literally on his own. So there is a difference, but you just got to put these guys out there that you, that you see plans for and, and let them go and, and see what happens. And not all promos are the same. Not everything's going to be well-polished and, and come off the delivered perfectly. But if there's some believability and there's, you know, not so much awkwardness, I mean, you talk about awkwardness at Soraya promo, I wasn't a fan of that. What uh, wasn't a fan of that Same. at all. That was an awkward promo, and that's someone who's been doing it for a while. So there, there's there's a difference in this stuff. I preferred Yuta's promo over MJF's. I prefer preferred his promo over Soraya's. And people, like 99% of people are going to say, well, both of them are better on the mic than Willow Yuta, which is true on the whole, I think. But last night, Yuta cut the best promo of the night. I don't think it's better than the Jericho stuff, but Yuta had a better promo than that. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I agree with you, and I, I also agree that like, I like that AEW is doing stuff like this. I like that they're letting their performers go out there and sink or swim, and if they, if they don't knock it out of the park every single time, that's okay. Like, it's a learning process. It, it you know, I'm not comparing these these two things directly, but just for the idea, like. And once again, this is this isn't fair to Wheeler Yuta because I think he's much beyond needing to do something like this. But like in WWE, they have stuff like NXT and NXT Level Up and stuff where like you can, like you like you can kind of learn and fail like without it being a humongous deal on like Raw or SmackDown or on like a pay per view. In AEW, you don't really have that. Like you have Dark, of course, but like you don't really have like Jade Cargill is a perfect example of this. We pretty much seen her entire career in front of us. Like she didn't have an indie run. She didn't really have like matches pre AEW. Like she's literally having just to learn. And if, and if it sucks, she's not going to be there. If it's great, she's going to keep getting your push. And I think she has knocked it out of the park. I'm a huge Jade Cargill fan. I talk about that all the time. And I like that they're doing this with you too. It's like, even if his promos aren't always the best stick with him, he's going to keep getting better. Like, even if they mess up every now and then stick with them, they're going to keep getting better. Like it's okay. As you know, so I, I think that, I think that because here's the thing, like we we've seen you to give not like the best promos in the world, but as long as they continue to improve and he stays over and he stays believable, like that's really all that matters. Like, because his matches are going to continue to be great. Like his in ring, his in ring skill is, is way, way, way up there. So like, that's not going to change. So it's just a matter of keeping the connection with the fans. And I think he's doing a really good job of that. And he has a perfect person to do that with because everyone's super invested in MJF. 
So, um, but I'm with you. Like, I think that it's, it's, uh, it's kind of a cheap thing to do to like call out everything someone's going to say before they say it. Cause you know what they're going to be saying, but at the same time, it made Wheeler look really good last night. Like it made him look smart. You know, I don't know how much Yuta, like if that was a bullet point in his mind, if he just kind of jumped, kind of jumped the gun and yeah, just again, eight mild uh, MJF's material, or maybe he thought MJF had other material, but yeah, when he didn't, it definitely made Yuta look better. So I don't know how much thought process went into that of MJF saying, Hey, say this, uh, or Yuta just deciding, well, this is what I'm going to say. And then MJF just had nothing, nothing else there. So I would like to know sort of where, where things were like how that was laid out. And if Yuta just had that idea, didn't go through it, thought MJF might've had more, they, they told Yuta to say that whatever it was, it could be a, a chicken in the egg sort of situation of, right. all right, who told who what to do there. Um, but yeah, it did make Yuta look better because MJF just didn't have anything. And again, I think part of that is there ain't much to say about Wheeler Yuta. Like I would have liked it if MJF just kind of took shots at Blackpool Combat Club. Like where, where was that? Like, you know, I beat the shit out of you last week and where were your buddies at? You know, where are they at right now? Like you're coming out here. You're the forgotten guy of this group. Like they don't give a shit about you. Like that Brian Danielson's out here with Daniel Garcia. He cares more about him than he cares about you. Like that's the kind of stuff that I would have liked to, to uh, seen out of MJF, like just a little bit more depth to the promo. Uh, Kate says, I felt like it was MJF saying, I'm going to do it anyway. And maybe it was like, yeah, I don't care what you say about me. I'm going to go ahead and just do this anyway. But I thought it was just weak shit from MJF. Yeah. Well, that's also like, I mean, we praise MJF constantly. Like, it, you know, so this is just kind of an off, an off situation, I think, uh, for, for MJF. But once again, he had the, the steam taken out of his, out of his sails or whatever, the wind taken out of his sails, whatever this expression is, because once again, it's like, like you said, like eight mile, like if you're going into a rap battle and I know all the bars you're going to be spitting at me, I know everything you're going to be saying. So I just say it all first. You know what I mean? It's like, good luck. I just took all your material. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, but once again, it made, it made you to look smart, which they need to do. They can't have him looking stupid going into this with MJF because MJF is, the devil himself he's the smartest guy on the whole show you know what i mean when it comes down to like plotting and in revenge and and all that kind of stuff like i so like you gotta look smart if you're wheeler you to going into this so i you know i thought i thought it i thought it did what it needed to do to advance what they're doing and i mean it's it's all just leading to some, they're, they're basically just trying to do like a fast build to this match at the anniversary show and i think they for for what it needs to be i think it's been fine yeah, I think I think it's been good. I did like the when he attacked him in the skybox as well because I thought about when MJF was up there, and it was very early in the Dynamite run when the Inner Circle were up there and they got attacked. Um, it was Cody, Cody, and them went up there and and attacked the Inner Circle in the early early days of Dynamite. I really like that segment. I was like, why didn't someone just go up there and just beat up? mjf and that's what happened so i'm looking forward to the match next week and it should be good i praise mjf a lot when it comes to his wrestling and his promo abilities he took a shot at my guy phil Lindsay on twitter this past week this week though so like a little bit of heat with mjf you can't come after one of our own not expect a little blowback so true yeah 
see if MJF he's invited to the wedding this weekend. We'll see if he shows up. We'll do some face punching. All right. Oh geez. Jensen, your spotlight this week when it comes to AEW is House of Black. So we know Malachi is taking time off. He confirmed that he asked for his release in in one post. And then in another video, he said he was just going to take time off. And then Buddy Matthews said in a promo that you broke. We broke this news, Jensen. Like you sent this to me. He's like, hey, the promoter asked me to kind of put this out there. You want to tell the story? story? Sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. But Buddy Matthews is taking time off as well. So House of Black kind of reconfiguring things with AEW. Yeah. Let's let's talk about how we broke a little bit of news on, on Sunday, Jensen. Yeah, so like Saturday night, I wish I hadn't gone to sleep before he messaged me. The guy messaged me pretty late at night, but he, uh, yeah, he, so uh, Fight Life had that indie show um, on Saturday night. And I I don't know if it was, I must have been tweeting about it or something. I can't remember. For some reason, the, um, the promoter for Fight Life messaged me that night uh, with an unlisted YouTube video. And he said, hey, um, you know, Buddy Matthews cut this promo after the match. If you want to be the one, <clears throat> the ones to break this, um, just let me know, and I won't, I won't list the video until I hear back from you. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So like, I, I wound up seeing the message on Sunday, sent you the video, and I was like, hey, the dude straight up just said like, he he asked if we wanted to break this, so I'll, you know, what do you think? you got the, the story up like immediately and it tied in with Sean's scoop on Fightful Select, which I didn't even know was going up that day. Well, so. well, Sean's scoop was not, I don't know if it was not going up that day, but when I put in our group chat, like, Hey, I'm going to do a story on this buddy Matthew saying he's going to take time off that, that Jensen sent me. That's when Sean was like, Oh, well, what did he say? And then I sent him the transcript and he's like, Oh, well, this is what I heard. So I'm going to post this. So I don't know if, it was supposed to go up that day. It went up that day because of what you sent me. Well, there you go. So, so I, so anyway, I, you know, I hit the guy up. I was like, Hey, and I sent him the, your article. And I was like, Hey, do you want me to, I don't know what you want me to do with the link. You know, if you want me to like just tweet it or, or what you want, how you want me to kind of put this out there. I was like, the stories are going out for right now. And, uh, and he was like, yeah, man, just, uh, just tweet the link out and I'll, and I'll make the video public. And I was like, okay, cool. And that's why, like, when I tweeted it out, it went from like private to public, kind of like right as that was happening. And it been it got like a thousand views, like immediate, like within like within an hour or something. It's like the views like was going crazy for this video. And um, and then like a handful of hours later, um, the the promoter messaged me back, and I won't get too deep because I don't want to like in the DMs, but he basically said that somebody reached out to him and asked him to take the video down and make it private. And, uh. and I didn't, I didn't prod at that, but like, I, I didn't ask like who had asked that. I don't know if it was like TK or if it was, you know, buddy or whoever, I don't know who had asked him to take that down. Um, but that's the reason the video is no longer available, but I just wanted to clear that up too, that like I was given full permission to break that full permission to put the video link up there. He even, he even said he could provide me with, with a fan fan videos from that show if we needed like anything like you know what i mean he has alternate videos of the same thing so we can always prove the the transcript is uh is uh is uh, accurate even though that that other video isn't there so anyway i want to give a shout out to fight life it was really cool of them to to reach out to me and 
um you know quite a few indie wrestlers and promoters reach out to me on a pretty regular basis just because i cover their stuff pretty often on the weekender and stuff like that but uh so just so y'all know i you know if you want me to throw stuff out there i have broken news in the past um i just don't like credit sometimes because i don't want people coming after me over some of this stuff sometimes but um but i'm fine to put my name on this one because there was a literal video backing up what we were putting out there you know what i mean so yeah um usually when i break anything to anybody i'm like listen this is what i'm hearing from a few people i think it's true if it isn't i don't want people coming at me this was like there's a video of this that everyone can watch um so um so anyway yeah that's kind of the story of that and uh and then and then like later that day or i guess the next day was when malachi actually did like that ig live video which if yeah, you want to talk night. about that yeah yeah um i I don't want to talk too much about the Malachi Instagram live. Uh, I, I want to focus more on just House of Black taking a break. You can sure. you can say anything you want with uh, the the Malachi no, Instagram. Like, live. Yeah, no, and I know there's there's layers to that. Like I get we don't have to deep di- deep dive into all that. Um, I'll I'll just say I'll, like just for myself, I'll just say that like I just I hope that both Buddy and uh, and Malachi like do what they need to do. Like I don't care. I shouldn't say I don't care. I like I'm fine with like whether they go back to AEW or whether they wind up in WWE or wherever they are. Like, um, but also know that like when people report stuff, especially through Fightful, we're not just making stuff up. You know what I mean? Like, I think that needs to be very, very, um, very well known out there in the wrestling space that like covering covering things is difficult enough, especially like in sports. But when some, especially something that changes so often is professional wrestling and is predetermined like professional wrestling. The tough thing it's a tough thing to cover and i don't have to cover much of it but for those for those of the people out there that that do for for a living and put put it out there just know there's people out there with with very good credibility and you need to stick with the people that are credible and uh, i'll just kind of leave it at that but i but i i do hope the the best for everyone involved in all that and uh and it sounds like they're going to be back in AEW. it sounds like they're just taking a break I mean, I, I, I believe that they've asked for releases or whatever the case was, whatever's been reported, but it's not like they're just going to take some time off and they'll be back in AEW eventually. And I have no problem with any of this. You know, I, 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 I wish that people like Malachi though, and Buddy and stuff, like I get that, that, that it's frustrating because they, they're probably much more private people and they just don't want all this out there and they don't want to deal with it. And I understand that too. Like, you know, not wanting to be in the center of all this. And especially if there's any kind of mental health or anything involved, like I, so I just want to put it all out there. Like, obviously I stand by anything I've said about any of this. I, 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 I fully back the people here at Fightful that report on this stuff. Cause I know that they're credible and they're trustworthy. Um, but at the same time, I also do side with the talent as well. And like, I, I hope that they do what's best for them personally going forward as well. Uh, when it comes to House of Black and and the booking, I think they could have been better utilized with, with stuff. I, I think Buddy Matthews should have had a lot more singles matches, just a lot more matches in general. I've always said that stuff not my cup of tea. I don't like, I don't like that sort of supernatural lore stuff. Unless I like the Bray Wyatt stuff and almost on a tongue in cheek, but it's also like so goofy that like I can't help but sort of enjoy it. Um, with the House of Black stuff, it, I, I think sometimes took itself a little too serious and I, it was a little all over the place for me. As far as just like performances though, I've always praised Buddy Matthews. I've, I've 
always praise Malachi Black. Brody King, it's good to see him doing well. I think Julia Hart has done well in this role as well. Don't know what the future holds for that group. I think Brody's still going to be a good center point. I'm glad Julia Hart is okay after that bump she took on Rampage because that looked like it sucked. Um, So we'll see what the, the future holds for that. And I do hope whatever time off Malachi and Buddy Matthews need, they get, they take care of things and they are back and wherever they are back at and they are happy with everything. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll, I'll echo what you just said about like the on screen. Like I, the house of black was never exactly my jam. It was nothing against them. It's just for me, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like kind of the more supernatural type stuff. I'm not quite as into, but you know, he came in Malachi came in super hot against Cody. Like, you know, and I just feel like ever since that, it hasn't been bad by any stretch of the imagination. It just never, it never got back up to like that level of where it was at when he first came in. It felt like, um, <clears throat> but if, if, if for no other reason, like you just said, if it, if it elevates Brody King, cause I think he has the look, the size and ring ability, the believe the believability, he, he, he checks like every box that I think that he, and he's, he's still relatively young still. And like, you know, I, I, it, once again, a guy who's different, a different look, different, different presentation like i like if nothing else comes out of all this house of black stuff i think they at least have a potential main event level guy in brody king and and i think they'll keep him and julia hart together so like this this won't be all for nothing um but once again i do expect matthews and malachi to be back um in aw at some point probably pick up uh pick pick up where they left off but um but i'm with you though i feel like some of the house of black stuff has fallen kind of flat um but the in-ring the talent of all three guys is there. And, and, and Julia Hart is, is continuing to get better as well. And I hope she's and I hope she's okay after that bump too. I mean, that was that was nasty. So um, so yeah, no, I'm with you. I don't think the House of Black, I don't think the House of Black really reached the potential that they should have as a group. Um, but I do see a lot of potential in Brody King as like a long-term star for the company. Yeah. Uh let's move on to our other spotlight. I can find our product is is what it is we're going straight up the middle fuck we're gonna talk about nwa at some point with their stupid decision making but not today everybody (laughs) today we're gonna talk about sting returning to japan he's gonna be part of the great muda's final bye-bye we saw uh muda on rampage grand slam coming out to save sting who was in handcuffs on the chair came out he missed it buddy matthews that led to the the terrible bump by, by Julia Hart. Again, glad she's okay with everything. And then it was announced that Sting was going to be part of the match in Japan on January 22nd. He's coming to Pro Wrestling Noah. Uh, it doesn't, I don't think it, it's been fully official if he's going to team with Muda, if he's going to be part of uh, facing Muda, if, if it's going to be some type of tag team match where he's on the other side. I feel like based on this, he's going to he's gonna team with him. But it's... You know, it's wrestling. It's it's Muda's final match as the great Muda. So you can do a respect thing of just like, hey, let me face who I want to face. Kind of how Tanahashi is on the other side of him uh, in a six-man match coming up as part of his uh, finale tour. But yeah, Sting and Muda. This was awesome to see. This was great. Yeah, and this also gave me kind of like a backdoor way of bringing up the the Rampage stuff with them too because that was badass. Like, um, it's just wild, dude. Like in 2022 the stuff that we're seeing happening in wrestling. 
Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit here in battle when we get to Battle Slam too. Some of that stuff's blowing my mind, like the stuff I'm seeing in in 2022, um, which what's when I'll I'll get to when we talk about that in, in a minute. But like <clears throat> when it come when it comes to uh, when it comes to seeing Sting and Muda together, it's just it's it's just such a blast from the past. Like these guys were you know enemies and they were they were tag partners and and I, I'm with you when it comes to the the Noah match, it's hard to, un- it's hard to know for sure. Because like, I think some stuff gets lost in translation, you know, when like, especially through tweets, like, like tweets in other languages. So like when I was trying to look into what was happening with Sting and Muda and Noah, the wording made it seem like they were teaming together, but it also, they could have also been saying like, after they teamed together on rampage and it's kind of, you know what I mean? And it's like, right. that's not exactly what, you know, the translation, there's probably something a little bit lost there. Um, especially because I like I just use Google Translate also, which isn't gonna do like the perfect job of doing that. Um, but uh but I think it's badass, dude. Like, how cool is that? That like Sting is gonna be a part of Great Mood's retirement match, which is like everything comes full circle, and we got to see the two of them together on AEW television. The fans went nuts for it, they all knew who he was, smart mark crowd, like great stuff. Um and I, I'd imagine, I mean, I'd imagine that won't be the only time we see Great Muda in AEW. Like, I mean, it, to, to some degree, like, I mean, bring him in. The next time they do, like, Forbidden Door or something like that or whatever, bring him in and have him come out and help Sting or spray. Just, I mean, the thing is, he's so over and he's such a legend. And, like, what what he can stay over just misting people randomly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just showing up and blowing mist in people's faces and you get massive pops for it. Like, even after he retires, like. So I, so yeah, I, I thought I just, I wanted to make this my spotlight. Cause I just think it's really cool that, uh, that Muda came out to help sting on AEW rampage. And for anyone who missed the announcement, it sting is going to be a part of Muda's retirement match in pro wrestling Noah in Japan. So that's just, that's very cool. And I, I plan on, I mean, I'm, I'm going to definitely do what I can to watch that. I think it's going to be a, a, a really cool spectacle and seeing sting back in Japan and stuff is going to be awesome. I'm looking up to see the last time Sting was in Japan because I imagine it's been many years. Uh, 1996, yeah, 96, yeah. yeah. He was he was part of uh, the New Japan. Um, he teamed with Lex Luger against Arn Anderson and Lord Steven Regal. There you, there you go. go. That was the last time Sting was in Japan. So yeah, decades 96. ago he was. Over that was there. probably pre NWO '96. Also, that was probably like colorful face it says paint. september 1996 so okay so a little bit was, after i guess yeah a little bit after it was after the before. nwo i guess really since i think that was when he that was when they introduced fake sting honestly because he was over there oh, for a little right. bit of tour that's yeah he was over right. there for a bit of a tour jeff farmer that's right yes yeah that's right Good Sean was so scared to he's scared to interview fake sting at wrestlecade a few years ago why he was afraid to wrestle it's fake sting like what do you want to do we we interviewed him at the end like everybody had left farmer was still like chilling for a little bit he was doing he was there as fake sting he was chilling for a little bit like just go ask him to do the interview he's like all right i'm gonna do it and this was like this was pre-pandemic mind you um so it was a few it was like 2019 i believe so sean not still very comfortable doing interviews and stuff but sean from 2019 to sean to today 
different people. You know, people grow, people change. Um, so yeah, it, it wasn't that he was like uncomfortable, but Fightful wasn't what it is now back then. So he's like, it's a fake sting. Like he wanted to do it, but he's like, I don't know if I should. I don't know. I was like, just <laughs> ask, do it. I interviewed Scott Norton at that Wrestlecade. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, so there, there was a big, and that was like the interview he was like most excited for because he got to interview Fake Sting. Fake Sting, that's right. Because I forgot that like Fake Sting had like an actual run in Japan, like as the Fake Sting. That's so yeah. funny. Did uh, you see it, Kate, or were you were you getting food when Muda came yeah. out? You know, did, did, you, did, you take a, did you have a smoke break or something? Do you have other things to do when when Muda? Oh, it's funny, dude. Because I oh, I actually consciously thought about this when I was when I was at Battle Slam on a, on Sunday. There was a there was a women's match, and like it was the same exact scenario where like I was like, man, I like really have to pee and walk around. Like I've been like sitting here for like three hours or whatever. And they they it was a women's match coming up, and I was like, there were some people there that like I that I had already kind of. There's some people there that knew I was there because I done like a couple interviews where I talked to some wrestlers. Because you wore your fightful shirt, you had the big sign that said "I'm Steven Jensen." I don't have any fightful merch, surprisingly. I I should get some, but uh, but yeah, I no, but I was I was sitting there and I was like, dude, if if I get up and move, if I leave during this match and anybody happens to see that and puts that together, like I'm just like, you know what? I'm saying for, I'm saying for the women's match. I'm saying for all these matches. So I, I didn't I didn't wind up moving until there was like an actual break in the show. Um. So uh. So yeah. All of you got to remember. All of you have to remember a lesson from Billy Madison is if you're not you're not cool unless you pee your pants. Okay. Facts. Just remember that lesson. Just pee your pants. Yeah. I know who took all those lunches. It was that damn Sasquatch. <laughs> Uh, so Sting and Muda in Japan in January. It's a good stuff. Good stuff. I'm glad Tony got Muda in. I know once the, I think I tweeted like when the Muda like, announced his retirement, is like Tony's gonna kill somebody. He's got to get Muda, and I said Takeshka against Sting and Darby. Like, he's he's gonna have to murder somebody to get this to happen. And we're close. We got Muda there. We got Muda there. Uh, my other spotlight, Jensen, also happened on Friday night at Victory Road remember everything that's happening now (laughs) they announced raven is going to be in the impact hall of fame he'll be inducted at bound for glory i don't know if this is official i would imagine tommy dreamer ends up inducting raven but a well-deserved spot for raven to be in the impact hall of fame because i mean you were you lived through the Jarrett days i lived through the Jarrett days raven was a bright spot during that and when he won the title uh, in the King of the Mountain match, like that was a big moment for NWA because everyone just assumed J- NWA TNA because everyone just assumed that Jarrett was going to have the belt for about 15 years. And so when Raven won, that was that was a big deal. So Raven well deserved going into the the Impact Hall of Fame. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I definitely agree. And he's one of those guys that like had such a great career, um, such, such a prominent career like outside of TNA as well that like. You know that kind of adds to it. Well, it definitely adds to his overall career, of course. But like, I think I think sometimes when you look at some of these Hall of Fames, they they take into account kind of what you did outside of the company too. Like for instance, obviously, like a great example would be Sting going into the WWE Hall of Fame. He didn't do hardly anything in WWE, but like he's Sting. He's you know, he's still Sting. Rock and Roll Express. Rock and Roll Express went into the right. WWE Hall of Fame, and they another good example. They weren't really there. Exactly. So like. Like 
Raven wasn't an impact for like a super long time. He had, he did have his run there and he, I mean, we got to remember too, like the, the stuff with like the feud and the, the group with uh, D'Angelo De Niro and CM Punk and all that stuff. And uh, the, the clockwork orange house of fun matches he brought to the show. And um, he was a bright spot. I mean, cause I was a huge Raven Mark. Like I loved him in ECW and WCW. And then I always felt like he was like super underutilized in WWE and so when he got when he left WWE and he kind of like had this kind of reinvigorated his career in, in TNA, um, I thought it worked really well for him and for the company because um, he was like a really credible guy with a big name and everything uh, with, with this with this kind of up and coming company. Uh, so I think it's it's well deserved. Like he absolutely deserves to be in the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame. I have no problem with it whatsoever, and I like seeing him get his flowers a little bit because like he's not in the WWE Hall of Fame. Um, so like it's just good to see a guy like him getting recognition, um, and honestly, he probably should be in the WWE Hall of Fame as well, based on uh, especially based on the ECW run. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I loved his WCW run as well with the Flock. So like, and that helped develop people like Billy Kidman and Saturn and stuff to like, you know, it helped make other wrestlers out of that too. So like, yeah, all for it. And, and Raven, like you said, former NWA TNA World Champion. Uh, yeah, I mean, he he checks every box I would look for in an Impact Wrestling Hall of Famer. So, yeah, congratulations to uh to Scott Levy, Levy, however you say it, Raven. Good job, man. The Goldberg match uh, in WCW when Goldberg wins the U.S. title. Yeah, it's huge. Underrated. I mean, there aren't like many Goldberg matches you're gonna go back and be like, hey, this was a great Goldberg match. But that moment, like that match help put Goldberg on the map to, to where he ended up becoming. That was his first big, well, his first, I feel like his first big like victory and everything. Obviously his first title win as well, but yeah, that was, that was a good match and it really elevated Goldberg to a different level and Raven, his selling, just everything he did in that match helped, helped build that up. Wasn't that the match where like Raven tried to run away through the crowd and the fans threw him back over the guardrail. Yeah. Yeah, like that was really good. Like he was so afraid of Goldberg that he tried running away, and the fans were like, "You're not getting out of this one, dude!" She like threw him back and back over the guardrail. That was awesome. That, that that was a big moment for for Goldberg and the development of that character and the streak and everything. And Raven, he's always been praised for his mind. Like everyone says that about Raven. It's like, oh, such a mind for the business, so smart with with his booking and everything. So it is good to to he's gonna get his flowers from from Impact because yeah, when he won that King of the Mountain match. Uh, and won the NWA title. Uh, I was I was shocked. I just assumed Jarrett was gonna end up winning that thing. So yeah, good on Raven. I don't know how much he's charging uh, Impact to to go in the Hall of Fame, but I hope he gets good money out of it. When you said you know Tommy Dreamer might do the induction, which I which I could see, but like has not to get down this rabbit hole, but has Dreamer been like have done has he been like seen or heard from really at all since the Dark Side episode? I oh yeah, like- he's on Busted Open every week. Well, I mean, like, through on impact because he was like on the show, like, oh, often, and like, I don't know if he's been, I don't, I, I don't know, closely enough to remember if he's been a part of it at all since then. I don't, but. I don't recall if he's been on impact. If Joel Pearl's still here, he'll, yeah. he'll have a, uh, that's the only reason I, that's the only reason I asked about that is, just, is specifically is because, like, I don't know if they're still not cool with the idea of him. And, uh, if that's the case, they'd probably have someone else induct him, but, um, but I, it, it would make sense, like, you know, obviously lore-wise that Tommy Dreamer would be the one to do it. Especially because, like, it isn't just the ECW tie. People got to understand, like, 
what made Raven and Tommy Dreamer to the levels that they were pretty much for the rest of their careers was the storyline of Tommy Dreamer and Raven knowing each other from summer camp and them fighting over Buell McGillicuddy. And like, that was, that was probably the main feud in the history of ECW was the long running Raven Tommy Dreamer feud. Um, So those guys will always be linked together. I don't know if Dreamer has been on impact, but I look flares back enough time passed with him. Right. Dreamer, he, he's done busted open so much. He does his own podcast. I, I think if it's just an induction thing, I impact will probably just be like, Oh, sure. Let's just, let's just do it. it they did the pre-show. They did the hall of fame thing on like the pre-show last year. Anyway, it wasn't right. even like part of part of the pay-per-view. So I don't think that's going to hold back dreamer. If, if that's what impact and if that's what Raven ends up, wanting and i think whatever raven wants they will probably just concede and be like all right sure we'll have tommy say some words and it'll be fine yeah so i think i think it'll maybe james mitchell james mitchell could be the the other option when it comes to to raven i know they're on good terms or like stevie richards someone like that that was like always a part of his career yeah i don't know what richards is doing nowadays yeah could be not sure either probably still wrestling somewhere Still probably incredible shape. When was the last? Let's see. Let's see the last time Stevie Richards. I feel like he just did an interview not too long ago. Stevie Richards. I think he was on like Rene Dupree's podcast. It's mm. a lot of guests. Stevie Richards last wrestled in 2021. So it's been over a year now. August 2021. So it's been a bit for, for Richards. Just and, and it was a lumber. It was a rumble jack is what it's called. So nice. I'm sure I didn't do too much in there. I saw him a few years ago in Nashville and he actually was like still killing it. Like he was in incredible shape. Uh, Sadeep uh, in our chat says he's a personal trainer. That would make sense. I mean, he was in, he was in really damn good shape the last time I saw him, which wasn't that long ago. Um, But uh, but yeah, good, good, good for him. But yeah, I, and once again, good for Raven. Like I I said, I, he 100% deserves to be in the impact hall of fame. I have no problem at all with it. I, I agree with you and yeah, good on Raven bound for glory is allegedly next weekend. That's what people are telling me. It's like going to the same night as like there's SmackDown, there's rampage, there's battle of the belts, big wrestling night next Friday. I ain't got to work. I don't care. Nice. I'm going to give a big mother fucking shout out. Our Andy spotlight, Steven Jensen this week. Mine is from house of glory. Genesis. The Briscoes against the Dark Order, Evil Uno, and future WrestleMania main eventer Stu Grayson. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was good to see. It was good to see Dark Order kind of reunited here on a big stage like House of Glory, big stage for the independent scene. A big team against the Briscoes. I mean, I think they're top teams of all time. And yeah, it was good. Just good to see them back. Good to see Stu Grayson out there and a good match. If you haven't seen it, it's on. It's on Fight TV. Uh, it's part of their Fight Plus subscription as well. So you can actually watch this match for, for $5 a month on Fight. Fight, hook hooks, hook us brothers up. Hook yes. some good brothers up with some Fight Plus packages. But go go to your way. Check out the Briscoes against the Dark Order. Remember how good Stu Grayson is. And then Evil Uno, when he's not playing video games, and still in these tag team matches, he's, he knows his role. He's good out there. And the Briscoes are the, the Briscoes. They're beloved by the House of Glory crowd too. Yeah, when House of Glory, great great promotion they put on really high quality shows um 
yeah, it's cool to see the Dark Order teaming. Well, I would say Super Smash Bros. or whatever combination you have. We see it's Grayson and Uno together, um, which uh, which I miss seeing. Like, you know, when AEW started, it looked like they were going to be the main tag team. It was going to be like the Young Bucks and them was going to be like the main tag team that seemed like right at the start. And uh, we talked about it before. You're kind you're, you're, so I never called Stu Grayson a, a WrestleMania main eventer, but sure I do you think, did. But I do think he could still have a really good singles run um, in any company. But um, if he winds up main eventing WrestleMania one day, though, I'm, I'm just you heard it here first. Um, but uh, but no, it's it's good, man. I, I think that he's got a ton of talent. I I, I thought it, I thought he got kind of hosed the way that you know he's not in AEW anymore, and they should have done more to keep him along with Uno. I think. I think they were important at the beginning of the company. It, it 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 tanked initially the whole Dark Order thing, but the way that they rebounded off of it, and once again the in ring talent is there. Like they're a really damn good tag team, and um and the Briscoes, of course. I mean, like you said, they're arguably the best tag team ever. Like depending on what kind of wrestling you like, what what companies you followed, and like if you if you like indie wrestling or Ring of Honor specifically, like that's that's probably your favorite tag team ever. You know what I mean? Like they're, yeah. they're, it speaks for themselves. Like, and, and I, and I think they deserve to be in that conversation of best tag teams ever as well. Um, yeah. I mean, this is, this is just two damn good tag teams and a really good promotion. Um, House of Glory. That's uh that's the one that amazing red owns, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, amazing red, one of my favorite wrestlers ever. So this is just a lot of a lot of good stuff all going on on these shows. Um, so yeah, check it out on Fight TV, and uh, and I want to see more of, of Grayson and Uno being able to team together. But um, I also feel like Grayson won't be available for super long. Like I don't see him having like this huge indie run. He's so he's such a good television wrestler that I I just I feel like he'll wind up somewhere sometime soon. And I have no idea what Evil Uno's future is. I have no idea what his contract is or how long he's in AEW, but. I know he does work on the video game side of things and stuff. Like he's a little more involved than just being a wrestler. Um, but yeah, just throw that out there. I do want to see Grayson and Nuno teaming again more often, uh, Super Smash Bros. But uh, but if they don't, I think I think Grayson's going to be fine on his own. It's just a matter of the best fit where he's going to kind of wind up. I mean, Stu has said in interviews he wants to make sure Canada is is taken care of, and he wants to continue to wrestle in Canada and things. So like. I don't know. I don't know if they, that's going to make him WWE bound because he's not going to be able to do a lot of the stuff I feel he wants to do in Canada. If you're if you're part of a WWE contract, maybe Triple H is like, "Fuck it, I don't care." Like, do do some K- Canadian independent shows. You know, help help that out. Like, that's fine by me. Do your wrestling school. I think the wrestling school would be a big deal. Tyler Breeze and had had the wrestling school. Seth Rollins has his wrestling school, so yeah. I think that's a big deal. But you know, promoting shows doing independent shows is a little bit different than just running a wrestling school. Um, but he, he, he did mention that Stu Grayson did when he, after he left AEW of like, yeah, I wanted to make sure like Canada was taken care of. And if, you know, he couldn't come to terms with that with AEW where they're known to be pretty lenient on that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't know what he's looking for. I, I don't know the, the kind of deal, the kind of schedule, the, the kind of things he wants to do, what exactly all that entails, but whatever it is, I hope he, gets what he wants out of things because Stu Grayson seems like a nice guy. I've interviewed him once. Very, very friendly. Same with evil Uno, uh, both very friendly guys, good Canadian folk. Uh, yeah. Hope, hope they, they get what they want. And, and we will one day see 
Stu Grayson in the main event of WrestleMania against Cody Rhodes for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Yes. Last Jensen, you're, you're in your spotlight. Battle Slam, you were there. Baron Black winning the Icon World Championship in the main event. Little Scrappy was there. Trillville was there. Yeah. Talk, talk to everybody about your Battle Slam experience. Yeah, it was a great show. That was probably my favorite Battle Slam show they've done so far, too. I really liked the uh, like kind of the world title uh, format that they had, like a like a one night tournament with a couple non tournament matches in there. Um, I was alluding to it earlier when I was saying stuff I wouldn't imagine seeing in 2022. I talked about this, so y'all can the the um, I did like a five minute audio interview with Baron right after the show, right after you won the title, that's available at FightfulSelect.com if you want to listen to it. But I mentioned this in this interview, like I saw Trillville and Lil Scrappy perform live back in like 2005 or 2006 when I was like a senior in high school. And I would have never in a million years thought that in 2022, I'd be seeing Trillville and Lil Scrappy together, like wrestling. Like it's the, it's wild to me. Um, Baron Black, bravo kudos on what you put together for battle slam uh at just they're running like monthly shows at this point uh there's another one coming up in october they've got a great venue at the oasis event center out of morrow georgia uh basically atlanta for those of you who, who aren't from this area like it's it, they, they're doing really well and they're doing a great job of uh of of mixing in like well-known talent along with people that like some people i don't really see anywhere else really like, uh, I don't see a lot of like Chad Skywalker or like Richard King or Jay Malachi and these dudes like elsewhere and they're killing it. And uh, shoot Taylor's another one that's going to be real, real big. Like I'm, I'm finding a lot of like untapped potential with these shows too, which is really great and starting to line up. I've told you already, some of these guys have started to line up some interviews for the future for us and stuff. So we can start getting their names out there. And, um, and yeah, I, uh, I think it's badass. Like Baron Black's uh, road to the championship was a lot of fun. Uh, he started off, you know, losing a lot of matches, similar to an AEW, losing a bunch, losing in Battle Slam, losing in Terminus, and now you know he lose, loses the bear, uh, loses to Little Scrappy and Little Scrappy's debut and everything, and now he's bounced back, ran ran through the tournament, won the championship, and um, I mean he really is more or less you know the face i mean every, behind the scenes he is the company but like he's kind of the face of the company as well um and i think it makes sense that he's the champion and also i love that he said in our interview like his his goal is to defend that championship all over the place like it isn't going to be just something where people just come to atlanta for battle slam and he only defends there like he wants to go out to the West coast and test himself and defend the championship. He wants to go up North. He wants to go international. Like he, um, he's putting uh, the whole wrestling scene on notice and saying this title belt matters and I'm a world champion. So if you want this belt, like what's, what's, uh, you know, anyone can get it is basically what he's saying. So I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm very, I'm very happy for him. And uh, as always, I want to, I thank him. I always do in person as well, but like, you know, they're super accommodating there at these shows. Very, very cool people. Um, and I've been making friends at these shows too. Like just people that are just other wrestling fans and getting a little friend group together and stuff. And it's, it's, it's been cool. So, uh, so yeah, congratulations to Baron black. He, he deserves that battle spam, the battle slam icon world championship. 
And uh, the I'm sure you said it right in the interview. I said it right like three times in the interview. It's you a did. long title. Yeah, it's it uh, because I, I yeah and yeah, I want to do Baron Justice. You know what I mean? Like he invites me out to these shows. He gives me the interview. He gives me. I mean, I'm the first person that spoke to him after he won that match. You know what I mean? Like it's cool to be able to be the person to be like, hey, you want to hear from the champion? This is literally minutes after winning the title. These these are his thoughts. You know, and it, and I appreciate him. I appreciate that relationship that we've like built over time to be able to do that kind of stuff. Uh, so, um, so yeah, really, I mean, good, very happy for Baron black, happy for the, the future of battle slam. And, um, as long as nothing else gets in the way, like I plan on being there again next month. Jensen is going to be an official battle slam interviewer. At some point he's going to be popping up on the shows, talking to everybody. Part of the, part of the broadcast. It's gonna be your role. I don't know if that's something I want to do. Honestly, I like I, I like I like the spot that I'm in. Like I like just going to these shows, hanging out in the crowd, meeting fans, and then just like hitting up wrestlers after the show or like during the show. That's the other cool thing too, is like if I'm tweeting about this during the show, a lot of the time, wrestlers that are there will see the tweets and they'll just start DMing me and being like, "Yo, it said something up. Yo, it's meet up here or there." And it's not even a whole lot of work for me. You know what I mean? It's great. Yeah. It's like we just start meeting up and, and exchanging information and setting up these kind of interviews or doing something in person or whatever. So like, um, so I mean, I, it's something I don't take for granted at all. It's something that I've, I'm very, I'm very happy about. And I'm very happy that, that the, that these wrestlers trust me with that information, you know? And like, there's been a plenty of stuff that I've been told just straight, straight not to say anything about too. And I can keep my mouth shut when I need to also which I think is valuable. Like I don't, I'm not going to spill the beans on stuff. I'm not supposed to. So, um, so this is all the wrestlers out there too. promoters, anyone in the space, like tell Steven you, Jensen, your secrets, he will not spill them to tell, anybody. Tell me your secrets. <laughs> Listen, the, the whole, the whole Matthews thing. The reason I was so transparent about all that is because literally he told me like, Hey, we have to take the video down. If Fightful gets any shit for this, like, you know, this wasn't your fault. You know, basically he wanted to assure me. And I was like, listen, man, there was a video, video proof. There's no, no one can come after me. Like, it's not like I'm making stuff up. Everyone right. saw it. You know what I mean? So like, um, it's different when someone tells you some sort of information. Like I could tell you right now, a handful of people that are, that are heading to like major companies. But like, if I'm wrong or something changes, all my credibility is shot. And that's happened before. So where someone tells me like, Hey, so-and-so is heading somewhere and they are, and it's, and it's ready and it's agreed to. And then like a physical doesn't work out or like a visa doesn't work out. And I'm just like, I'm glad I didn't say anything about that. You know what I mean? And that's kind of the spot I'm in. That's a DM me the scoops so I can pre-write the stories. Come on. If I get anything super, super solid. I mean, listen, man, we worked well together over the weekend and that was solid. That was something I knew like there was proof, you know? So, yeah, I, I like you. You did message me like, Hey, do what you want with this Sunday, a day off that I'm supposed to have, by the way, I don't get it. Uh, <laughs> well, the thing was, I was going to tweet out the video regardless whenever he told me to. So I was like, Hey, we can get, we can get stories up here as this is all happening. And like really try to like put it out there. Um, so, but yes, you can trust me with your secrets, everybody. I will not, uh, I will not blow your spot up. I appreciate the work that you do. Jensen it makes my job easier the the behind the scenes work that people won't see uh with this show is putting putting interviews and stuff together getting everything in line with that uh makes my job a lot easier as i have enough 
shit going on. And then, you know, when you send me interviews with like Baron and whatnot, I was like, yes, let's get some stories out of this. Let's do this. I try to make sure I try to make sure because the wrestlers trust you and they want their shit out there. I try to help on that side to make sure it all gets out there as well. well it's, it's all you know, one big cohesive unit here. When it's something I don't, once again, I know I need to bounce here in a second to clock in for the shoot job, but like it's something I don't take for granted at all. Like I really, really don't. And this isn't bragging by any stretch of the imagination. It's just something where like, it took a long time to build that kind of trust. A lot of, a lot of interviews, years worth of it and shaking people's hands and going to shows and like, you know, cause I see it happen right in front of me. Like there's been, there's been times recently where like I watched somebody who just, just is just uh, up and coming and they ask a wrestler for an interview and they might turn them down. And then I walk up and I'm like, Hey, I'm Steven with Fightful. And they're like, yeah, you want to get an interview? You know what I mean? It's like, but I've been on the other side of that too. where like, I'm the one walking up being like, Hey, can I get an interview? And they're like, nah, you know, like me, like I don't do like all, I don't, you know what I mean? And I get that too. Cause like everyone's got a podcast now, but it's, 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 it's the credibility of being with Fightful and also the history of, of either interviewing them in the past or their, their peers in the past. And it's been, it's legitimately been like, give or take like a decade of like just building trust to getting to the point where I can just walk up to somebody and just try to interview them on the spot like that. And that's something where once again, that's why I can keep secrets and why I want people to trust me because I would never want to break that trust because it took a long time to get to earn that trust. You know what I mean? So like, um, so thank you to Baron for the interview. That's a long way of saying, you know, like I always appreciate you, man, if you're listening to this and can't wait for the next battle slam show. Jensen, let everybody know where they can find you at as you got to get out of here. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Fight Talk underscore F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K underscore. Use code Fight Talk on independentwrestling.tv or IWTV.live. Enjoy this interview with myself, Jeremy, and Greg Cherry. Subscribe to FightfulSelect.com for the Fightful Select Weekender podcast. This week, I'll probably record on Monday, the day after Jeremy's wedding. And I don't know if it'll, I don't know what kind of, episode it'll be but i'll live from chuck e cheese me and steven jensen dude i'm i'm not even kidding like that is what it might wind up being so um (laughs) so yeah check all that stuff out and uh i'm looking forward to seeing you this weekend man i'll be flying in on saturday night so looking forward forward to to seeing you as well seeing a bunch of the pals this weekend for the first time so yes the spotlight boys are uniting live in person i'm sure we'll film some type of bit some type of just video shout yes. out something or another we'll do something jensen enjoy your day i will see you this weekend safe travels my friend safe travels For i'll sure. see you on sunday see y'all all right everybody there's gonna go there's my day after dynamite look as usual uh we talked to greg cherry he's in the creator spotlight this week people may know greg from the greg cherry brand his youtube channel from know your news that he does with the abhorrent jared bailey uh, or from just being a trivia god out there. So great interview with Greg. We get into a lot of different stuff with it, with his trivia background, with w- when he started doing different podcasts and, and different ideas. Uh, a lot of game shows he likes. And I tried to get him to shoot on Sean Ross Sapp and, and Will Washington. So here we go. Our creator spotlight with Greg Cherry. Welcome back, everyone, to the Creator Spotlight here on the Spotlight. I'm still Jeremy Lambert. That's still Stephen Jensen. We are joined today by a man you will know if you follow Know Your News uh, on one of our Fightful Sister websites from the Greg Cherry brand. It is Greg Cherry himself. How you doing, Greg Cherry? I'm doing good. Good to be here. Good to see both of you again. Just, I feel like I just saw Stephen, yeah. Yeah. 
yeah. we appreciate you joining us. Big thank sure. you. Big thank you for, for joining us here today on the show. Greg, let's just get right into it. How did you get started in this crazy world of the wrestling media landscape? Man, I, I, I'm going to have to tell the abbreviated story because the story begins about 15, 16 years ago. Um, I was a big follower of uh, No DQ back in the day when they were doing yeah. all their video shows. And uh, that was really before any, like, YouTube was a big deal. It was when MySpace was still around, for crying out loud. Yeah. Um, and you see those video content creators and be like, man, that'd be cool. And, like, stuff wasn't as affordable or as accessible as it is now. So you fast forward uh, about nine years. I was like, you know what? I'd like to do a show. I've, I got a degree in uh, broadcasting, so it'd be fun to put that to use since I don't actually do that for work. So started doing the show, then eventually got called on to the NodeQ team in like 2017. And then they started with their trivia show a few months later. And I didn't even know what was happening until the first episode dropped. And it was like, eh, maybe I'll get involved with that. And then uh, five years later, <laughs> here I sit uh, as a trivia champion. But I mean, it's it's been a wild ride so far. This year, by far, has been crazier than any I've been involved with. Well, I know. Um, I think I, I think the first time, well, I shouldn't say the first time. I remember your name coming up a lot years ago, and it was probably through. Did you used to write a lot into Talk Wrestling with Jeff Meacham, like ask a lot of questions into that show and stuff like that? Yeah, I started out as a fan, so I right. started submitting questions in like 2006 when XMV was still around. Then when right. I started his own show, I started writing into there also. So yeah, I was a big fan, became friends with Jeff. That way we've been friends ever since. I mean, he co-hosts the Greg Cherry Show, so I mean, he still continues on in that way. But yeah, I mean, that's really how I got my start was just as a fan. I remember those days really fondly, like back when like, people like not many people had webcams and stuff. So it was like anyone who was out there just like giving an opinion on wrestling, you know, like my co-host on Tuesday nights for live rounds, Doug, a lot of people know him from the Bill and Doug days when they would be rallying for impact wrestling on, on, on YouTube. And, you know, it's like, I, I, I remember those days because you had like your pockets of like internet fans on like certain message boards and stuff like that. But then when fans started like recording their videos of them talking about it, it was so much more relatable because you, you were like, oh, wait, like anyone could do this. Like if I just got a webcam, like, but, but then you had to have the confidence and also like not get sketched out about people like knowing who you were. Cause this is also like the internet days where like not everyone was like giving out their names all the time and stuff or using the screen names and stuff. And so I remember those days really, really fondly. So yeah, Greg, I remember you being, it's just wild. Like all these years later, cause I remember your name coming up a lot like during those no DQ shows. Cause I, I used to watch a lot of the no DQ content back, back then as well. So. Yeah, it's 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 so strange ha having been on that side because, I mean, that started when I was like, in about to graduate from high school, my first year of college. That's when I really started to get into it. So just all these years later, now that I'm in my mid thirties, it's weird to be like, hey, now I'm doing this too, and it's on a completely different level because of all the technology that's developed and all the ability to stream shows out there and get to know people you wouldn't otherwise get to know tell me about uh the the youtube channel the greg cherry brand channel so i was on jack of all trades not too long ago 
and this was a, a fantastic show that that it's it mixes like some trivia with with just some like game game show skill kind of stuff uh but it was it was really fun so tell me about like the the things you're doing over on the the Greg Cherry brand and everything you do on that uh on your channel well well jack of all trades if i'm completely honest is a complete ripoff of quizlemania <laughs> um it, and that started really because i wanted to get on that show because Aside from wrestling, I just love the game show format. I always have. I've ever since I grew up, the very first memory I ever had in my life was sitting down and my birthday cake was the shape of the wheel of fortune wheel. Oh, nice. that, that's how far nice. back my fandom is. Uh so just doing that, I've always had an affinity for game shows. I do that one. I do one each and every year called Luck of the Draw, which is basically combining a card game with being on a Nickelodeon show. I love so that. It's a really interesting uh, dynamic. And then the Greg Cherry show really started because I ended up losing my job at the beginning of the pandemic. So jobs were very hard to find at that time. So I wanted to put myself to use. I was like, listen, I, I need to do something. Maybe I could start my own show, do my own variety show. And I'll admit, I do a lot of talking about stuff and not actually doing it, but the Greg Cherry show is one of the things I have fun with each and every single week. I've been doing it for two years now. So being a big game show fan, there's a couple questions I have um, for that. First of all, Quizlemania, we have to bring this up. There was a big campaign, Greg Cherry for Quizlemania, hashtag Greg Cherry for Quizlemania. I put that hashtag out there. I know others, a lot of people put them out there. Um, and, it, and it eventually you, you willed it into happening. Now, I'm of the belief that you should have been invited much earlier. I know firsthand, um, me and Greg, you know, I, well, I'll just be honest. I kicked Greg's ass in some trivia a while back. All right. It was, it wasn't even close. Um, and so then I took it really easy on him and stuff. And you know, Greg smoked me when, when we went head to head on trivia and, um, and, and Greg is someone that I just know. I'm like, dude, I don't know if anyone knows about more about wrestling than this guy, honestly. Like, so I always wanted to see you on that show. What was it like to, for one, I mean, I guess the frustration I'm sure you felt of like how long it felt like you probably had to like prove yourself before getting the invite, but then seeing kind of like the, the, the people rally like to get you on there. How did that all kind of feel the, the whole, the whole journey of getting onto that show and everything and the experience of it. I'm about to get really real here real quick. Um, okay. As I repeat the word real three times in a row. Yeah. You know, that when I first started the hashtag Greg Cherry for Quizlemania thing, it started out kind of as a gag. And uh, eventually it became like, I really want to do this. But one of the things that's happened throughout the course of my life is I've always felt like I've been excluded from things. Mm. And maybe that's not, maybe that's not the case, but it's always been my feeling that for whatever reason, I don't know what it was about me that was off-putting, but I, I and like I, I almost took it personally that I wasn't getting invited. I was like, listen, mm. I don't cause problems. I don't start shit with really anybody. Uh, although, admittedly, when I first started the campaign, I did bother Sean quite a bit. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which hey, but, he, but he eventually wound up like he was part of the 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 he was, the movement. He, was. Like, he started giving you the shout outs as well so yeah well originally my first interactions with sean i was kind of a dick admittedly 
which probably was more of my cockiness of, hey, I've been champion for like three years at that point. Right. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe this isn't the way to go. Maybe I need to change how I'm presenting myself and you know, not come across as arrogant, but like actually support people, be kind. And like, and that's not, not just something I used for that, but like I've implemented that in my life and it's so much more peaceful and so much more powerful to just be nice to people. It's amazing how that little shift in mindset can change so many things. And it's not just for that. It's just for life in general. You see so many people be negative online. It's like, if you just change your mindset and be positive and support people, like good things will start happening. It's all just a mind thing. Sure. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Jeremy. I don't I want to cut you off. I don't want to forget about my next question I had because it, it was a follow-up to this as well. And you might be asking this, Jeremy, because these are the kind of questions you ask as well. Favorite game shows. Like you mentioned Wheel of Fortune, The Cake. Like what would what would you consider to be like your favorite game shows? And I guess um, because for me, like I grew up on like the Nickelodeon game shows and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but also of course like the Wheel of Fortunes and 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 Jeopardies and that kind of stuff. Um, what, 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 what are your favorites? And like, if you had to, like, if you could be on any game show, like, which one would you choose? Well, I would probably choose wheel because I'm really good at it. (laughs) I, I, I enjoy the word puzzle formats. I've been watching it for 30 years. It's funny. There's actually an event coming to Erie next month that uh, my wife and I are going to, so I could actually get up on stage and spin the wheel and stuff. So who knows? Um, I, I did enjoy the Nickelodeon game shows and like Double Dare and Figure It Out and Legends of the Hidden Temple. Stuff like that was actually part of the inspiration of Luck of the Draw. Because I was like, you know, I, I really enjoyed these game shows growing up, but how can I take something like that and combine it with something that I enjoy as an adult? And I really I was really into poker. I still am. I mean, crying out loud, I played today. But it's like, how can I combine these things and make it something that works together? And, and it took a lot of processing. Luck of the Draw didn't actually start as um, a poker show with Nickelodeon. That that came later. I can tell you the full story if you want, but it's kind of lengthy. But eventually it grew into that. It's like, you know, that's a perfect combination of what I enjoy as my childhood and what I enjoy as an adult. And I, I still love it. I, I still do it once a year to this day. Do you think they are afraid of you over at Quizzlemania? I, I don't know if it's they're afraid of me. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you. If there's anybody who knows wrestling better than I do, it's Will Washington. He, he's he's ridiculous. He's, a he's the current Quizzlemania champion. I, I don't know if straight up in a trivia match I can beat him because he knows references that I don't. And that's a scary thing when he fills the gaps that you don't have. Hold on a second. So we need to make this. A, so you have to go one-on-one for that, for that title. It sounds like, like, if, you know, it sounds like a formidable challenge that, cause you've pretty much went through everybody, dude. Like, I mean, you're, you're gotta be looking for challenges out there. I, I mean, I have, I, most of the spots in the gauntlet are filled. Um, which, yeah, I guess I'll bring that up real quick. I, I did a donation goal back in August 
uh, for the Greg Cherry Show. It's like, hey, if you donate a certain amount of money, I will defend my championship in a 10-person gauntlet match, and I'll start the thing off, and nine people will get to face me. Yeah, that was a bad idea because they donated <laughs> Well, um, so consecutively, like like ten people in a row, you have to beat in trivia, like back to back to back to back, like 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 ten points on each type of thing. Yeah, so so it's gonna be one of those things. I'll have to tape the matches beforehand and then air it as like a marathon. Sure, but the idea behind it was, I, I wanted to make it something special, so I wanted to add the charity bit to that. So during the course of this gauntlet that we're going to air, we're going to have a link to donate to uh, Jesse Devin's medical bills. So any, anybody who watches that can donate to that and support her. Cause she's going through the hurricane too. You poor girl. And, and I just thought it's like, I, I've done everything I can really in wrestling trivia. I've held that championship for four and a half years now. I mean, what else can I do <laughs> besides holding on to it for two more years and passing San Martino? Is there really anything that I can do? So, and, and this is, this is, I don't want to actually call him out, but call him out. Yeah. I know Will Washington. Let's do it. I, I wasn't meaning Will. Oh. I mean, Sean. who we calling out? Sean. Oh, Sean Ross Sean. Sapp? Yeah. Okay. Call let's, him out. let's call him. Yes. Yes. Uh, and yes, I'm calling Sean, Sean Ross Sapp, the Wrestling Trivia Challenge. Sean Ross yeah. Sapp. Hashtag Sean Ross Sapp. See. The Wrestling Trivia Challenge. There you go. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of want him to be in the gauntlet. I'd prefer if he was last, which sounds weird because there's a lot of tough challengers before that. But I would prefer if he was the last person that I faced. Just, yeah. just because it would be such a great main event to that gauntlet. Yeah, you know, final right? loss. Yeah. yeah, pretty I much. Mean, and Sean knows his stuff, so it's it's not like it would be me walking all over him. Sean sure. cheats. He cheats it all. <laughs> he's got he's got somebody in his ear. Like I'm, I'm telling you, he's he's cheating at this stuff. So does Will Washington. Both of them. Just they they got the whole <laughs> fightful resources. We we do a great what? job updating that and everything. They're they're both they both cheat at this stuff. See, Greg, this is what you got to do. You got to you know you you said you came off like a jerk beforehand and you didn't want to do that then you know just be nice to people put the positive energy but you gotta also gotta step to them and be like yeah fuck these guys fuck sean ross sap and will washington i'm gonna beat them both i can get away with this i, I think they actually like me uh if i hadn't had will on jack of all trades a couple months ago maybe i would have but will's a good dude i, I can't i can't be like that like here, here's a story about wrestling trivia challenge the first time i won the championship I was super cocky, like super arrogant because I beat Jeff Meacham who had never lost. Right. I remember, I remember the Jeff Meacham title run myself. Yes. And I was the first person to ever beat him at wrestling trivia. Yeah. So I would, I had, and I beat him like 13 to four in that trivia match. So it, it wasn't even close. So I went in there. It's like, Oh, I'm super cocky. I'm better than everybody. And I got my ass kicked. So, so that was another step in, hey, I can't be arrogant all the time because if that happens and I lose, I look terrible. Look, Conor McGregor loses and then he comes back and he still gets million-dollar fights because well, no it, one cares. When I start getting million-dollar trivia matches, then I'll do that. <laughs> hey, I don't know about million-dollar sells it. We, we might be able to hook you up with some blue chew. Like, like yeah. we might be able to get some blue chew. That's probably the best we can do. I don't need that. <laughs> hey. This is unsponsored, but everyone needs that, right? Oh, okay. I'm just 
You know, sell it. You sell yeah. the big fight here. I like Sean. I like Will. Both of I them. I like Sean great, and Will too. Yeah. Great friends of mine. Doesn't matter. I will say, fuck both of them. If I gotta sell, if I'm trying to sell a fight between them, that's what I gotta do. If I gotta sell a rivalry, I'm gonna sell the rivalry. You know what? That's maybe great. the next, maybe the next step is this, Greg. So I, I just saw that this is a legitimate thing. I'm not making this up. There's a guy on YouTube. He used to be a Twitch streamer. He's called Ludwig, and he's about to be putting on a a event there's a real event it is it is chess and boxing it is a hybrid sport where you play what? you play like around like like a round of like i don't know how many moves maybe a, a move or two in chess and then you go like around in a boxing ring and you alternate back and forth and it's whoever checkmates somebody or whoever gets knocked out in the ring first is how how you decide this you might need to add this element into wrestling trivia challenge or something along these lines. Like it, maybe you can put together like a giant aggro crag type situation where like you, you need to put, cause you spoke people so badly at trivia that there needs to be some sort of added element to give someone else like a physical advantage or something. Yeah. Can, can I just say that my favorite like introduction to wrestling trivia challenge was the episode that you were on Steven. Yeah, though no, I yeah, that was good with the ladder. Yeah. Yeah. So what I did was I did different things with the championship every single week. And when I got introduced for my match with Steven, I actually put my championship on my ceiling fan, had a step ladder that I climbed and reached for the belt and celebrated with it pulling it down. That, that was probably my favorite one of those that I've ever done. It was ridiculous. It looked ridiculous, but it was so much fun. Yeah, and then you and then he smoked me, dude. And I was like, all right, like no one's gonna beat this guy. Just straight up. I remember um Steven is a weak Steven is a weak competitor, though, as I beat you in trivia, and I'm terrible at trivia. All right, I who, beat you on this show. Who has the last laugh though, Jeremy? Last because laugh. I was kind, my you were kindness, that was game, you gave me your I prize. sent it I to know. you. But yeah, I, I hold the, the victory. In the trivia yeah, that's challenge. true. It was close though with us. I got some of those right. It wasn't that wasn't Greg I won when it mattered. I won when it mattered. And then afterwards, I just the practice rounds I gave to you. Who cares about yes. Yeah. We didn't even talk about practice, I'm talking about the game. See, Greg, this is what you gotta do. I love Steven Jensen. I will <laughs> I will smash this man though if I'm trying to sell the fight here. I'll smash him. That's fair. Well, well, if Sean Ross Sapp steps up to the wrestling trivia challenge, then I'll do to him what the Steelers did to the Bengals in week one. Hey, uh, talk, talk there some shit See, here, there Greg Cherry. There it is. Someone's got to clip all this, by the way, and like send it to Sean and cut, really cut the promo on. Going. He's got unfollow me now. <laughs> no, that's no. I don't think. Uh, you want me to punch him in the face on Sunday? I'll do that. We both can. I, I mean, I'm not yeah. that far away. If you want me to drive up, there you go. It's an exclusive event. I'll punch Sean Ross Sapp in the face. I'm going to punch Steven Jensen, too. Punching everybody. This I'm ready for it. I'll be there. I, I legit, I told my wife when we got married, it's like, you know what? I want a battle royal at our wedding reception. There you go. She said no. Uh, does she watch tried, wrestling? I, I Not really, but no. I tried. Did Jeremy yeah, wound up with like a unicorn? He's a wrestling fan. That's just so rare. Oh, I, I, I just found the perfect woman. That's that's what yeah. happened in this instance. Uh, Greg, tell us about Know Your News and working with that jerk, Jarrett Bailey. <laughs> uh, work, working with Jarrett's fun. I mean, he, he's fun to play off of. Uh, that gig started, I think it started through a series of tweets, honestly, uh, between myself and Jimmy Van. And 
you know, it was something I was interested in because I mentioned talking about doing the uh, football show with Steven, which I yeah. get to do now. Yep. And that show came along too. So I was like, yeah, I'll take the opportunity and do it. And uh, every Monday uh, at 8.30, or it really depends because during football season, we've actually begun earlier. Uh, but every Monday, uh, Jared and I do the Unsportsmanlike show, the weirdest uh, stuff in sports. It's a bunch of fun. It's a bunch of ridiculousness and we get off topic quite a bit, but it's still a lot of fun. Jared Bailey's the absolute worst. Uh, I want to put that on record right now. You know, I think our records would be better if we were drafting where we should have drafted. Yeah. Because, because Louis Dangor, yeah, Louis Dangor, I think drafted where I was supposed to draft and he's undefeated. This, this saying, is how, this is how, you know, fantasy football is just a complete joke is that Louis Dangor is in first place in our league. Does he watch he, football? <laughs> no, he doesn't. Like, I'm, sorry, sorry. I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure he watches foot, football, but yeah. probably not football. Yeah. We right. we tried to get him to draft Rob Gronkowski just as a bit, and he was about to do it, and he still was going to win the league. Dangor didn't do anything. He's in first place because great – or not Ray Cherry. Ray Cherry's great. Jared Bailey is the worst person in the world. I roasted him for that for like two weeks on Unsportsmanlike. It's terrible terrible person i think we got him when we were all on jack of all trades too i'm punching him in the face on saturday too well well, that one's justified or sunday whichever day whichever day i see jerry bailey i'll see him one of these days <laughs> punching him one of them absolutely punching him greg would you uh like get into wrestling like what was your first memory of, of the, the world of professional wrestling i don't even remember like what actually got me into wrestling i know my dad bought me a couple action figures uh, when I was really young and my first two action figures I ever remember getting were Ric Flair and Arn Anderson. Nice. Good, good choices. If you're going to have action figures of anybody. Yeah. And I don't remember actually watching wrestling. I might watch a little WCW before that, but my first WWE show I ever watched was SummerSlam 1992. It was the first one I can remember with a uh, Bret Hart and the Bulldog. Uh, so that's what really got it started. And then, Watched my first Royal Rumble, the 1993 Royal Rumble, shortly after. And I was kind of hooked. We didn't really have cable till a few years later, so I didn't get to watch Raw or Nitro or any of that. Um, but I did watch the formation of the NWO. And I don't know. I, I just enjoyed it so much that I got hooked. Borderline obsessed with it. Um, not to say that I'm not now, because I still watch it to this day. But, yeah, it's... It's just crazy to think, man, some, something that I, I enjoyed as a kid. I, I found a great group of people to enjoy it with online. It, it's it's just crazy. Um, now, you are a not only just an expert at, um, at wrestling trivia, but even more specifically the Royal Rumble. You just mentioned your first Royal Rumble, uh, Rumble 93. Um, I'm sure you've mentioned this plenty before, but what would you consider to be the best Royal Rumble match of all time? And are you at the point of like, if I just said like somebody's name in a year, like, do you know what number they came? Like most people like came out at, is it like to that level of like obsession? To some extent, yes, I have been able to, if you gave me a year and a number, I'd likely be able to tell you. All right. Let's early nineties. I'm not so good at, but like two thousands and after I'm pretty solid. Okay. Um, in best Royal rumble while Jeremy looks, looks up some stuff here. Uh, 2020 men's. I actually did 
a Royal Rumble rankings of every single Rumble match. That was also part of my unemployed period. I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit down and review every single Royal Rumble match that has ever happened, whether it was on pay-per-view, on TV. I even reviewed one that happened in WCW. I just wanted to make sure I had a complete conglomeration. So I did that, and I officially ranked the 2020 men's as ever so slightly better than 1992. I'm, but 1992 is still my favorite, but objectively, I think 2020 men's is the best. Okay, my my last couple of years are all blurred together. 20, 2020 was at when Edge returned, right? Like right before yeah. COVID and everything. Okay, yeah, yeah that, Edge was returned true that one was good. Yeah. Oh, that one was fantastic. I mean, best of all time compared. I mean, according to the Royal Rumble expert, I mean, uh, I, I love that. Such a good story. Like it, it was a rumble of two halves. First half was Lesnar dominating that's everybody. Right. Oh, that did rule. Yeah, no, that was a good. Yeah, no, I like. Yeah, I'm gonna rewatch that soon. I've only watched it the one time because I remember the world just like completely changing, like almost right after that. Oh, um, okay. I yeah yeah. 2020 is now recollecting. Yeah. That to me. For some reason, I thought that was in the Thunderdome. Uh, Edge. Went. No, 2021. No, Edge won in the Thunderdome, but Edge yeah, came Edge back the year before. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, the Thunderdome Rumbles actually were pretty good, in my opinion. They were like Drew Drew won in 2020. Yeah, yeah Drew won in 2020. Oh, okay, that Maybe, rumble yeah. was great. You guys are yeah. saying Edge was winning. No, no, no. I was saying no, Edge no, Edge came back. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. They did the whole number one thing the next year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Edge Edge return rumble was good. Edge winning rumble. I didn't like that one. All right. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Here we go. 2004 Royal Rumble, number 13. It is completely random. And we are putting Put Doug right on the spot here. This isn't completely fair. I, I almost... 13 would have been Spike Dudley, I believe. What? That's correct. You got that? <laughs> See, there you go. I mean, like, there's no way he could have prepared for this. Like, that's that's insane. Like, congratulations. See, this is the kind of thing I'm talking about. Like, you think you know stuff about wrestling, and then you wind up in a show against this guy, and you're like, why do I even show up to this thing? You know what I'm saying? All right, let, let me let me do one more. <laughs> let me do one, one more. I was doing one more. Okay. Oh All come right, on, so... Jeremy! I thought that was impressive enough. That was, but I'm 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 doing it again. Okay. Come yeah. on now. Let, let me me uh doing a completely random year and a completely oops uh random number here. Uh, two thousand six number. Do something dumb here. Sorry. The Greg's hands are on his. Like you can tell he's not cheating. Yeah, show too. you. Show like, you he, there's no, 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 no. Number there. twenty-six, two thousand six. Number twenty-six. Chris Masters. I mean, is that right, Jeremy? Wait, why did go? Why did it mute? Why? Why is everything? Oh, no, no, no. sorry. Oh, yeah. You said Chris Masters. Oh, yeah, that's correct. Dude, no way. Is that really Chris Masters? <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Two thousand six, oh, wow. number twenty six. Sorry, I muted my headphones by accident when I was oh, typing stuff. Yeah, we I were sitting there waiting for like. Yeah, my fault. Chris Masters, dude. I mean, come on. 
that's right, that's, that's very crazy. impressive. I, I anyone in, anyone in the chat things. right now that's watching this live, uh, just type the word "clap" in the chat. There's lots of people <laughs> clapping in the chat for that because that that's impressive, y'all. I mean, yeah, I, I always make the joke that I have all this wrestling knowledge and I still get laid. <laughs> there you <laughs> go, dude. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's great. <laughs> uh, see, that's, that's the thing, right? Like growing up, I didn't. I, I knew I I knew I had all this wrestling fandom and mma fandom and like it had to be worth something right like i don't know what but like i just never really gave up on it and you know i you know it's cool to do the shows that i do with like jeremy and stuff and the stuff for fightful like it's it's awesome as like a, a lifelong wrestling fan but like it's same thing for you greg it's like just y'all are just so into this stuff and you just feel like why do i have all this useless knowledge but then you find out like there is actual use for it you just got to kind of figure out what that is you know yeah, I'm, I'm glad I found my platform for it because otherwise it would have just been taking up space in my head. Right. So, I, I mean, my wrestling knowledge has got me quite a bit of opportunities and uh, I'm, I'm glad to be doing stuff outside of wrestling too. Like, I, I love wrestling, but if you had to ask me to choose between wrestling and football, I, I know good. more about wrestling, but wow. I love my football. There you go. And we get to do the football show on Saturdays, twitch.tv uh, slash Fightful Gaming. I won't be there this Saturday because I will be traveling to Jeremy's wedding uh, or to the, the day before his wedding. Well, yep. whatever, to his wedding. What am I talking about? Um, I'm but getting drunk on Saturday anyway. I'm going to be in a terrible <laughs> state on Saturday. I'm just kidding. You don't drink, right? No, I'll, I'll have a little bit. I'll have a little bit. Okay. I don't okay. have much. Okay. My parents are going to be uh, asking you. Steve, Steven Jensen. They're, my parents are going to be leading the party, man. They're ready to yeah, well, throw you know, down. I'm, I'm, uh, I mean, like, I, I, I don't want to get too deep into this, but like, I feel like most people will feel like, okay, let me put it this way. I'm going to be around Cass, and I feel like I'm going to have a hard time keeping up with that dude. You know, oh, what I'm everybody like, has a hard time keeping like, up with Cass. Like, yeah. So, so I'm very like, worried. I, I'm, I'm very worried for you guys. Very, very worried. <laughs> Yeah, so I can throw it out there right now just so people know. And I was trying to keep it kind of on the DL, but like, yeah, it's going to be, I got an Airbnb. It's me, Cass, and SP3. So like, that's going to be. Oh, really good no. Turn, so. oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No. yeah, the three of us got a, an Airbnb together. So um, you guys aren't far yeah. from us either. I'm going to be yeah. checking the news and just see <laughs> the, these, what happened. Oh, sh yeah. Greg, and um, what's wait, the hold on. Yeah, okay. sorry, sorry. I oh, actually, well, I'll, I'll ask my question as we're wrapping up because I wanted to make sure uh, to get more out there about uh, the donating to Jesse and that stuff. But we can do that at the end. Yeah. yeah. All right. My my final question to you, Greg. What's the coolest thing in your room? Coolest thing in my room. Um, the title belt right behind him. It's got to be that. Right? Yeah. So to be this. Well, the thing is, this I didn't buy for myself. This was actually right. gifted to me. Um, when I hit a thousand days as trivia champion. So and, no, let's, let's rewind. It wasn't gifted to you. It was earned. You actually won that championship belt. It was earned, but it was bought and paid for my, by my good friend, Travis. There you go. Thank you. Shout out to Travis. Like, That's, it, very, that's very cool. It's got, hold on. I got So this right here got the, there you go. The nameplate on it and everything. The Wrestling nice. Trivia Challenge logo. Uh, the Greg Cherry brand logo on the side there. Very All cool. Very cool. 
It's a good looking title belt in a, in a, in a legitimate belt that that has been earned, which is very cool. And once again, if you want to throw Travis, uh, I don't know if he wants his last name out there or anything or anything like that, but Travis, go, very go, cool of you to yeah, get that. Go follow him at T Fame. There you go, plug for T Fame. Um, Greg, you mentioned the the gauntlet coming up, um, and you know I'm a good friend of Jesse's as well. Very cool that you're doing that. Um, please let more let the people know a little bit more about um, about you know plug plug you know where they can watch everything and how they can donate and all that stuff. Well, uh, there is no date yet because I am trying to confirm that final spot for the gauntlet. So if Sean does get around to uh, answering the call, then I can start recording matches and then come up with a date. But uh, it, it will be hopefully later this year, hopefully like November, December timeframe. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go through nine people, hopefully. I might not even make it past the first one. You never know. But whoever wins that gauntlet becomes champion. And through the course of that, airing it out, uh, it will be like four or five hours long, if I had to guess. And any donations that we get, I'm going to put the link up there uh, to donate to Jesse's medical bills, uh, which is really the point of the stream. Yeah, you can watch the wrestling trivia and see all that if you want. But the, the main thing for me is to get people to help Jesse. I mean, Jesse, I, I actually got to announce that while she was on the Greg Cherry show. And I didn't tell her about it beforehand. I didn't tell anybody about it beforehand. So she found out live on the show that uh, the, the gauntlet was going to be for that. So that, that was that was a pretty cool moment. Very cool. Very cool. Everyone go support Jesse. Jesse's one of the nicest people in this space and uh yeah go 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 help her out i know she has the the link up there uh our, our pal share delaware has the link up there yep. as well so it's very great what you're doing we're doing for jesse and i hope you get nine people and smash them all greg tell sean he's a coward right, well, give me an opportunity to cut a promo on sean ross sap and will washington get him to step up here uh sean 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 what can i say about you that hasn't been said already you know, I, I sit here with a championship, and I know as a Bengals fan, you don't know what that's like, but I sit here with this championship. I've sat here for four and a half years waiting for a challenge, and if you so much as think that you can provide that challenge, then step up, because the Pennsylvanian sensation, Greg Cherry, has been the man for nearly five years. There you go. Now tell Will Will Washington. Tell him where to go. <laughs> Will Washington. You you know, you may be the Quizzlemania champion, but guess what? You've never faced me one-on-one, -on -one, have you? You and I have never crossed paths as far as competing against each other. But I'll tell you what, as good as you are, I know I am far better than you ever will be. Okay. There we go. I'm Respond, told. Sean Ross Sapp and Will Washington. Yeah, Will's going to your wedding, also, isn't he? Is he going to he's be not. there? Oh, he isn't. He's not okay. Be, no. Well, I was I was going to say that I'll, we'll tell both of them at uh, the weekend, but we'll just tell Sean. But we'll get Sean to. I mean, I think Sean needs to step up here. I think I think Sean might be ducking you a little bit if I'm being honest. So right. Greg, we want to thank you for for being on the show today. Let thank everyone you. know where they can find you. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Greg Cherry Brand. You can follow me uh, on the Greg Cherry Brand on YouTube. Uh, I do the Greg Cherry Show uh, every Wednesday at 7 o'clock Eastern. 
I do Jack of all trades once a month on a Thursday, uh, around five o'clock Eastern doing a tag team version in the month of October. So that one should be really exciting. Uh, you can catch me every Monday on, on Sportsmanlike with Jared Bailey over on New Year News. And you can also catch me on Saturdays with Fightful Football Weekly with Stephen Jensen and Rob Wilkins. Doing a lot of stuff now. Dude, this is great. Very cool. It's good to stay busy. Always good to stay it's, busy. It's always good to have more friends in the space too. Right, guys? Definitely. Definitely. Greg, thank you again. Thank you, Greg, for joining us, Greg. Guys, we'll be right back here on the Spotlight. We are back, and that is a wrap on everything, everybody. Thank you guys for joining us today, this morning on the Spotlight. Thank you again to Greg Cherry for being in the Creator Spotlight. Everyone go check him out at Greg Cherry Brand. Go check out YouTube, Greg Cherry Brand on YouTube. Guys, I hope everybody has a good weekend. Uh, next week, don't know the status of the show. Once again, it'll just depend on where everybody's at, if Steven Jensen is still alive. If uh, I, I'm around, how I'm feeling, if I decide to actually use my time off to take time off. Very bad at that, but we will see. But thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Thank you, everybody, for the support just in general with everything. Um, Fightful Overbooked, everyone, go over there. Head over to FightfulOverbooked.com. We have a live episode of Coexisting with Rob and Maggie today at 1 p.m. Eastern. Usually they are on Fridays at 3 Eastern. Bumped up today because of everything going on with the, the hurricane, and I hope everyone in Florida and the south region of the United States is safe. Uh, if you, you know, however you got to take care of things, take care of things. Just hope everybody is safe. Hope everybody's belongings, homes, pets, family members, everything out there is safe. Everyone stay safe down in Florida and the south region of the United States as the thing makes its way upwards. Um, so yes, be, because of the hurricane, there is a the episode of Coexisting with Rob and Maggie is now live today. One o'clock Eastern, FIFLoverbook.com. It'll also be up on FIFL.com. Everybody wants to check that out as well. Uh, head over to FIFL Overbooked. We have new content. We have content uh, nearly every day over there. And Day After Dynamite is live at 3 on YouTube.com slash FIFL. Will Washington will review last night's episode of Dynamite with a special guest. Not sure who it is, but whoever it is, I'm sure they are great because Will Washington is great. It only gets the best guest, and then I ruin it by jumping in and annoying him um thanks guys again for the support thanks guys for for everything i hope everyone has a lovely thursday a lovely weekend we'll talk to you if not next week then two weeks here on the spotlight bye everyone